Peter, you can't believe everything you read on the internet. Oh, it's all perfectly legal. Oh my God! Okay, it's happening. Everybody, stay calm. Do you ever just get down on your knees and thank God that you know me and have access to my dementia? Behold my greatest creation, Mac. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 65 of Busy Playing Something. I am your host for today, Sean, or Holly DePrawn, and I'm joined by the abandoned one and the producer, Josh and Vinny. Hello, boys. How are we doing today? Josh, you feeling tired? You feeling pumped? Feeling all right. I'm two weeks into growing my uh, beard. I don't know. No one's picked up on it. I've been waiting for someone to say something. We've been on this call for 15, 20 minutes. No one said anything. But uh, this has been my main focus for the last few weeks. What do you reckon? I like Thick. I feel like a pu- pre-puberty. I'm um, 13 years old. <laughs> type thing. I thought That's your main right. focus was back. Was uh your bubble wrap in the back? Yes. Yes. I'm uh, a week away from moving, and I uh, accidentally I sent Naomi to pick this up. This is half of it. This thing was double the size, and I thought I was buying like a small roller bubble wrap to wrap up a few things. And then um, Naomi came home from the post office and it was like this big. So literally anything that could be bubble wrapped, individual action figures, collectibles, all OCD individually bubble wrapped and then categorized, put into boxes, labeled, fragile written all over it. That's been my life for the last Sounds like it, that's weeks. probably why it's taking so long to, to get packed. I enjoy packing. I, I actually really enjoy packing. There's something therapeutic about putting things in boxes and organizing things. You find things you, you didn't know you had and it's fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm, I'm more about unpacking. I like uh, opening boxes and putting things away. It feels like Christmas every time I open a box. But uh, uh, Vinny, how are you doing yourself? Uh, you've got the, the facial hair that is out ma- or unmatched out of the three of us. Uh, I got Unrivaled. Some, I got some Unrivaled. patches here, but just my, it's my southern Italian jeans coming in strong. But I'm doing all right. I got a funny thing was I got swooped by a magpie today. That was that was great. They were so, talking about that on the news. Apparently, it's because of the masks. They're all getting confused and they're just, you know, was, apparently they can't recognize. Yeah, apparently magpies can recognize faces, right? So if you're like that one dude in the community that just keeps harassing these magpies and that guy's now wearing a mask and then you walk past with a mask, you're that guy. So. But I wasn't wearing the mask. I was I was going for a run, so I wasn't wearing a mask. So Let's have one I, of those faces. <laughs> okay. So the thing was, um, I'm like training for a 10k. So, and shout outs to the Nike Run Club app, and shout outs to uh, Coach Bennett, who's the global head coach of Nike Run Club. But I did this thing called speed, like uh, speed running or interval training, and it's like mm. find a long like a long patch of grass. And there's this vacant block around the corner from me. So I ran there and then I ran down this vacant block. I'm like, all right, cool. This seems like a good spot. As I'm running down, I hit the point at the back of the fence and I start getting swooped and I ran. I ran back. That was the first, I was five minutes in to my warm up, So I didn't even, I wasn't supposed to be starting to run yet. And I legged it. And that was the fastest time of the, of the day. <laughs> you know, he watches like new world record. <laughs> it's like my you pace wear, was you like, a hat when you run. Yeah, I always wear a snapback. Always. Mm, you got I, have, I have my running gear. It's a snapback on backwards, my basketball hoodie, which is like my old my team hoodie, and then just shorts and my running shorts. Yeah, mm. I reckon the safest hat to run around in, like besides obviously having helmet. all the spikes coming out, like a helmet and all that sort of stuff, get a Legionnaire's hat. 
You guys remember Legionnaires hats? No. Oh, so the ones the flappy. It's a baseball cap, but it's got like uh, the flappy. coverage at the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, you could run with like, you know, Make America Great Again. That hat that usually scares off most living things. <laughs> uh, but that, that just scares off people. It doesn't scare off magpies. But anyway, um, so we are obviously live on Twitch for those of you listening to us. Uh, so make sure you're able to check that out and check out our socials. We do post stuff on our YouTube channel, at Busy Playing Something. Now we do see the chat. So we've got a couple of questions already in there and all that sort of stuff. Uh, we will, if you do have any questions during the show about any of the uh, the topics that we do talk about and all that sort of stuff, Put them there, post them up. We'll get to them at the end of the show. Uh, we'll do something a little bit off air as we've been doing the last couple of weeks. It's been working uh, well. Yeah, exactly. It's been working well, so I think uh, we'll, we'll stick with that and uh, it will keep the flow of the uh, the show going and all that sort of stuff uh, as to speak. But anyway, boys, uh, I want to start off with an icebreaker and this one's not video game related. It's only happened recently and it's so far the most viewed trailer for a film in history in the first 24 hours. Of course, I'm talking about Spider-Man No Way Home. Now, boys, firstly, have you seen it? Josh, have you seen it? Yes, multiple times. Right. <laughs> you've seen it? Yes. Okay, great. Now, there may be some viewers or maybe some listeners who have not seen it yet. So firstly, if you haven't, get on it. What are you doing with your life? Um, but let's try and be as spoiler-free as we can. Oh. What are your... Yeah, I know, I know. We could talk about it afterwards. We could talk about it post-show if we want to get yeah. into spoilers and all that sort of stuff. But what is your first impressions of the new Spider-Man film, which I'm pretty sure we got a release date as well next year? Yeah, uh, no, Christmas. Later this year. Yeah, uh, November Christmas. this year. Yeah, it was later this year. Um, so what were your first impressions? Vinny, I'll start with you. I really like the, uh, what's it called? I really like the consequences of him being revealed. So if you haven't seen the end of the first one, it says like Peter Parker's revealed to be Spider-Man, yada, yada. And the whole, um, God, what's his name? Mysterio. The mm. whole Mysterio aspect. Jake Gyllenhaal. And, yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal. It's actually Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal. Really? Yeah. Fun fact. The guy from Prince of Persia movie. That was actually not too bad, if I do recall. Guy from Donnie Darko. Yeah, I'll say Donnie Darko. <laughs> anyway, uh, okay, so, so you, you like the aspect of that and the consequences of yeah. basically his choices. Consequences of his okay. actions. But, but the, my favorite part was just the last 12 seconds of the trailer. And um, that's, uh, okay. that's spoiler-free for anyone who hasn't watched it. Last 12 seconds are the most hyped part about it. Yeah, okay, I, yeah. Can, I can see that. Josh... Spoiler we free. We're trying to spoil as in we're not trying to spoil the movie. We're not, people we're not trying trailer. to spoil the trailer. We'll uh, talk about some the trailer people... in detail afterwards, but some people may not have seen the trailer yet. And uh, some okay. people also like to go into a movie completely fresh with no mm -hmm. spoilers. That is true. Yeah. Who don't watch I really like the trailer. This was fantastic. This is awesome. It was just like the whole time I was just like, Jesus, this is this is next level. It's gonna be a good spot, man. Well, uh, I didn't actually watch the last Spider-Man film, so and all that sort of stuff. I just never got around to it. So I watched the trailer, and obviously it spoils everything. Um, yeah. <laughs> <on that film. laughs> yeah, it spoils the entire plot so of the well. other film. It spoils the entire plot, and I was, I kind of already knew about it because I'd read about it and all that sort of stuff. But uh, uh, we we knew about the direction that they were kind of aiming towards a while ago. There's been rumors circulating for the last couple of years. I'm really interested to see how they progress through. And I, without spoiling anything, I'm really looking forward to the Doctor Strange film. Yeah. 
Master of the Multiverse, I think it is, or Master of the Multiverse, Multiverse which Multiverse of Madness, Multiverse of Madness which was also teased in uh, WandaVision. There WandaVision, was a little, yeah. a little bit in basically Loki, basically teased in everything nearly. Um, I'm very interested to see how that film plays out after having seen this trailer. Uh, but anyway, enough about mm. Spider Man. Well, well, we could talk about that in detail after the uh, after the show today. But uh, we're going to get to what games we've been playing. So, Josh, I'll start with you. What games have you been playing over the last week or so? I put down Avengers. Finished the War for Wakanda uh, expansion. Enjoyed my time with it. More Avengers. I don't mind popping in and popping out. I'm not going to get... I was going to do the whole get my Black Panther the, the full power level and go through all that. Then I was just like, no. Um, but it was a enjoyable story. I don't mind just going in and out. If it's a few hours, pop it in. It just takes up so much space on the hard drive. That's the problem. But most of my time is being spent with uh, Ghost of Tsushima, which I was very much surprised how much I've forgotten how to play that game. I, as soon as I went back in, you could... The, the update allowed you to redo the duels, which I always thought was like, it sucked that it, you couldn't do that in the original. So the first thing I did was like, all right, I need to remember how to play this game. So I like redid the, you know, the final boss, the final fight um, and a few things. And man, this game just looks amazing on PS5. Like it looked great on PS4 and the PS4 patch for PS5 when it went to 60 frames per second looked great, but Man, it's it's beautiful. And the story, it's more Ghost of Tsushima. I think that's the one criticism I've seen, which is not a bad thing. It's just this DLC doesn't reinvent the wheel. It's just more of that game. But um, more of Ghost of Tsushima is never a bad thing. Yeah, I'm, I, I do agree uh, about Ghost of Tsushima, and I'll, I'll get to that probably a little bit later. Although I do have a comment about Avengers. That's a terrible game. I don't know why you keep going back to it. You're just <laughs> giving the Disney mouse more money. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Vinny, what games are you playing at the moment? Well, started back on Hades, actually. Oh, Jesus. So um, with it coming to Game Pass and all the hype around again, I'm like, you know, I'll pick this up again. My housemate's playing it. So and I realized like how much I haven't done in that game. But I, I stopped. I got like a couple of new, um, couple of new weapons, a little bit of story progression. But I put that down. Still play my LOL. Still play my Digimon TCG. But I finally picked up Neo The World Ends With You on PS4. Yep. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. World Ends With You is one of my favorite games on Nintendo DS. And my favorite part about this is that when I booted the game up, it's like, it says continue because I had my, I played the demo and the demo was yeah. actually the first two days of the game. And I grinded oh, cool. for some reason in that game. So... I had my progress continued. I can jump in straight from day three. I'm like, this is the best game, best game ever. That's, best aspect. That's one of the be that's one of the best demos, like demo feature that you can have. Like, I understand yeah. when you when you have a demo and it gives you like you know a little map and a boss fight or a little bit of story, not a lot, like spoiler free sort of stuff. But I really like it when you're able to play a demo, you're able to kind of grind it out, and then you're able to carry that progress to the main game and just continue where you left off. Like, I think that's really neat. Well, at yeah. least I like when they give you something as well. It's like um you know oh you finished the deals the, the the demo here's like a free skin and something to yeah, get you started tough. in the full game i think that's always fun yeah a cosmetic probably more more so than a a game-breaking weapon or a or a yeah. ring or something like that uh yeah. well i've played a fair few games over the last week so uh i played 12 minutes finished oh, yeah, nice. that, and apparently i got all the endings as well How um, is it? i haven't tried it yet is it worth doing uh there is a trigger warning involved uh, I'm not going to tell you the trigger warning, unfortunately, because I don't want to spoil the 
primary plot of the game. Um, William Dafoe's voice. <laughs> Just so no, it's triggered by William Dafoe. No, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, you don't you don't realize it's James McAvoy and uh, Daisy Ridley, by the way. Like you don't notice it at mm. all. Um, but the twist comes about halfway through, and then having the knowledge of the twist, and then you've got to play the second half of the game, completely changes it. And it's it's a very interesting uh, point and click adventure game. And so uh, for anybody who's interested in playing it, I think it took me yeah, about two, three hours or so to get uh, through. Okay. I've been hearing people, maybe there's just a whole bunch of dummies out there, but I've been hearing like six to eight hours. Man, if I can do oh, it in two no. or three hours, that's awesome. No, that's you can you can, you can do it in two to three, but basically you've got to like, because I've played a lot of point and click adventure games this year, like early this year. So you've got to have that mindset of every new thing that you find you need it like you have that as information you don't need to necessarily repeat finding that information you can now uh-huh. branch in another path and that might open things up for you and then once you've done that you might go back and do that thing and might have another option so it's about branching paths and once you understand that then you're able to kind of like not necessarily breeze through the game but you're able to get through it pretty quickly um so i definitely recommend give uh 12 minutes a try uh, free on game pass uh the other one i played was uh, ghost of tsushima i finished that uh finished mostly everything on the island i think i've got an unwritten tale to do which i've got to find um and i think that's that for ghost of tsushima so platinum's already there uh mm. and mm. the other game that i played is psychonauts 2 i started that because that, uh, that launched it. two days ago like uh, yesterday yesterday 25th yesterday yeah. yeah so it's not too bad um i played a little bit of the first one beforehand and so when you go into a Psychonauts game, if you've got no idea what you're getting into, basically it's just like a, a weird zany platformer. And just yeah. as long as you understand the platforming mechanics of it, then you'll you'll carry along with the rest of it. And the story is um, already started off to be um, pretty brilliant. Uh, the Double Fine have been very good with their stories. So uh, I'd, I'd recommend giving it a go, especially if you have Game Pass 3. Hey. Is it worth the, It's getting a lot of praise, like Game of the Year conversation. Would you put it in that category? Yeah, it overhyped. I think that I think so. Um, it's definitely one of Double Fine's most polished games, I would say. Mm. Um, not necessarily in terms of graphics, but in terms of just like the story mechanics. beats and mechanics and tutorials and, and and building you into it, even as a first time user. Like it, it's been very solid. I'm not necessarily sure. Like if I if I put it up against say Returnal. Mm. I would still think Returnal had just a couple of things, just extra, that kind of work in its favour so far. But mind you, I am pretty early in uh, the game, so... And that's uh, Not every yeah, game needs to be... We'll find out. We'll, yeah, exactly. We'll find out in a week or two. Um, but anyway, so that's going through what we've played. Um, now, Vinny, you streamed a bit of Digimon Tournament, or you will be streaming I will on, a Digimon Tournament? On Saturday, I will be streaming. i got another one coming up. So I'm playing a new deck, which should be fun. And yeah, hopefully yep. I, I top. Haven't topped yet. I've always gone like X2 or X3. So I'm just missing out. Got to yeah, clutch awesome. it out. <laughs> clutch it. And mm. uh, I've been playing a bit of Sea of Thieves on stream. Uh, the new Borderlands uh, stuff, which we'll get to a little bit later, that event is on and uh, I'm already about halfway through. So uh, yeah, on and the first day. Um, I've got a stream coming up where I you just watch me pack in the background. <laughs> You should do that. Just the eight-hour stream of you packing your room. Bubble, bubble, bubble wrapping, absolutely. Bubble wrap everything. Just do it. People will watch it. People <laughs> sure love that. <laughs> absolutely. Just put it on Just Chatting. You'll be fine. <laughs> um, 
Anyway, we'll move on to a couple of the games that were released last week. So uh, I've already played a couple of these. 12 Minutes, Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut, which Josh has also played as well. Madden NFL 2022. I don't think any of us has played it. I don't think you guys are interested. Let's move on. Uh, this week, upcoming, we've got three games. Uh, Aliens Fireteam Elite which I've heard is a step backwards from Alien Isolation, which came out back in 2014. Wow. Um, are you guys interested in Aliens Fireteam Elite? No, the only Aliens game, no. the, the only Aliens I like is the movies. But yep. I haven't seen anything I liked from the games. Yeah, I, I don't know. I was skeptical. Like, I've got a couple of friends who have already got it and they're already loving it, but it's a third-person team-based shooter and... I don't need another one of those in my life right now. Yeah, so exactly. I'm, I'm going to probably skip that one uh, for the meantime. If it gets cheaper, who knows? Uh, the next one is No More Heroes 3, which, uh, Vinny, tomorrow. you're excited for that. Yeah, tomorrow. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty keen on it. I'm still got, I got too many RPGs to play right now, so I might pick it up yeah. during like the dry spell. So what are we thinking about? That's only about March or May, March or April. No, it's not going to happen. No, March not is not going to be a dry spell. Not next year. No, <laughs> no, no. no. We'll, well, we'll I'll play it when I play we'll it. it. We'll get to that a little bit later, but February at the moment looks wild. Um, and the last game, obviously, is Psychonauts 2, which came out yesterday. Uh, if you've got Game Pass, play it. If you haven't got Game Pass, I'd highly recommend it. Um, anyway, we're going to move on to the shoe report. Shuhei, so, let us change our uh, name. We got like a little shoe there, nice. Um, so the first, the first major topic that we're going to be talking about is Xbox Gamescom showcase. So the silly season of video games uh, as has been revealed uh, post E3, and uh, Xbox was the first major player to present a showcase on their own. So with nearly 15 games shown, including updates and insights for some fan favorites, this was a great reminder that while the world feels in perpetual lockdown, uh, game developers the whole industry over are still working hard to bring the best gaming experiences to us. Uh, and now we've been in lockdown for a fairly long time now, so it's good to know that these games are in the works. And look, if you're not getting vaccinated, at least uh, the glimmer of hope is that there will be new video games coming soon. Uh, you guys are getting vaccinated, right? Are you booked? Yeah, I'm, I'm booked for October. Okay, I'm booked for September. Sweet. I'm already vaccinated. So yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so we're going to go through some... Well, firstly, do we want to go through the games first or do we want to do an impression of the showcase overall? Probably impressions. Josh, not really sold on the showcase? No, I think uh, definitely coming off their E3 press conference, which was probably one of their better ones in... Probably the best Xbox showcase I've, I've, I've ever seen, um, at least in the top three. Probably best. Uh, this was definitely a step back. There was a lot of games uh, missing from here. And I think the pacing of the, the the showcase was a bit weird. They spent like a lot of time on just Age of Empires. Do we really need to... Do I really need to see the history of a catapult? Like, let's As just... As a trebuchet. Is a trebuchet. Whatever. Whatever. No, trebuchet just, memes are very strong. Tre hey, trebuchet is very different to a catapult. Yeah. All right. Oh, whatever. But there was a lot of time meters. spent on some games where I thought, well, you could probably, you know, like, you know, they've got to give updates on what's happening, right? Psychonauts 2 just came out. They spent a bit of time on that. Uh, you look at um, Microsoft Flight Simulator. Update on that. Probably spent a little bit too much time there. Age of Empires. So I think the pacing was a bit weird. And then there was some games that are just, like, completely missing. And I know now that we're removed from it and we've seen what comes afterwards, it may make a bit more sense. But having Halo not there at all, I think, was a mistake. Um, that definitely should have been part of their showcase. 
And then there was just some weird uh, games that just weren't there, like Crossfire X, and there was a few others that were just not there. So overall, my impressions was I was disappointed. Um, I didn't. I, I wouldn't say it's a bad showcase, but I just thought you're disappointed. It was disappointing to to see, especially coming off E3. All right, and Vinny, what was your overall impression of the uh, Xbox Gamescom showcase? I mean, to be honest, I didn't really have like time to watch the showcase as a whole, so I just really watched the trailers here and there. And yeah, like I said, surprise, yep. no Halo. I, I actually found the trebuchet history in Age of Empires hilarious, so I actually quite enjoyed that, so that took my fancy. But I, I am a fan of Age of Empires, so anything about it would be good. And one of my friends actually worked on the game for Age of Empires yeah. 4, so that's pretty... It's pretty cool. So give him the, you know, he'll give him my the time. Price, yeah. 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 Um, Into the Pit looked pretty cool. That was pretty shit. Mm. The Humble Games, I liked. Always that was support cool. the indies. And yep. yeah, Psychonauts 2 looked like a 3D platformer that I will enjoy to play because I like my 3D platformers. All right, nice. That's, um, that's it. Pretty much everything I kind of liked. Oh, and that, uh, uh, that wasn't in this co- showcase, but that Halo Elite yeah, Control was very fancy. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get to that one a little bit later today. Um, so my first impressions of the showcase was, I feel like this was more of an update than anything. Um, they didn't really show anything new per se. Um, it was just like a couple of little things that we already knew about. So there was nothing really standout-ish. Um, I like the fact that they went into like some of the um, the development of some of the games, and like I know everyone's going to be focusing on the Age of Empires four trebuchet stuff, but like this is stuff that I was like reading about years ago, like when starting LARP and we were creating a trebuchet. So the fact that now like there's an understanding that they've gone over to the UK and like they've actually gone through the, the physics and the mechanics of it, and then putting that into the game, like that's that's the kind of game development. Like that you that you want to hear you don't want them to say oh yeah we made this thing like it's cool it's like oh well we actually know how it was designed how it works how it was made and the this physics. is how we're implementing it. Mm. yeah exactly and this is how we're implementing it into the game so i thought that was pretty cool but otherwise like the rest of it was just kind of meh to be mm. honest um and, yeah and i was just gonna say like there's some like the whole thing is everything's gonna appeal to different people but it's just like some of the a lot of the to microsoft's credit a lot of their games are very like different right they're not third person shooters you've got a flight simulator you've got age of empires so they're very like niche games already so when you're spending a few minutes on them doesn't matter one minute two minutes five minutes it may feel like a lot longer for the people that just have no interest in that game um where like age of empires that whole trebuchet history thing appeals to to you for instance but and and clearly to Vinny. but yeah but You've yeah. got to keep in mind that this is a showcase as well. So they're they're showing a whole bunch of games. If you want a particular game, don't watch the showcase. Watch the trailer afterwards. Like, that's all it really comes down to. Um, but anyway, we'll go through some of the games and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll give our, our quick impressions of them, I guess. So uh, they firstly opened up with Dying Light. So they did some gameplay trailer uh, for Dying Light, which was coming out to uh, all consoles. Now, I'm kind of interested to see how this one plays out but i feel like i've heard about this forever like that was great move on sort of mm. thing um microsoft light simulator uh, josh you've already spoken about how you're kind of probably a little bit sick of hearing about more of it um it's one of their most popular games i'll, I'll give you that uh vinnie like any thoughts on microsoft flight simulator i mean i can it seems more appealing now that we can't fly anywhere but right now it's just <laughs> a little uh, i was never a big fan of it 
And the only way to really take advantage of that, in my opinion, is like you got to have the full setup. You got to have the, you got to have the stick. You got to have the nice curved monitor, the nice tip back chair. Like you got to have, you got to have it all to really enjoy the flight simulator. Because that's what it is. It's literally a simulation of how to fly. So why would you not take advantage of that? Like I'm not going to do it on a mouse and keyboard. I think it'd feel pretty much more like a game than a simulator. It's a very niche AAA title. Yeah, mm. it's like I uh, think what was the one from one of the guys at Game Trade? Just love the, the the railroad simulators. Yeah, railroad tycoon or railroad simulator. Yeah, yeah, like and they had the full like train gearbox PC yeah, attachment. I guess th- this is this is a little bit interesting though because like, and Josh has brought it up a little bit, but like yeah, so Microsoft Flight Simulator. This is one of their AAA titles. Like, look at it. It's one of their AAA titles. They're marketing the shit out of it. They keep updating. They're making it one of the the games that's in the forefront of gamers, yet it's a flight simulator. Yeah. Like, we're not talking goat simulator where it's fun and goats and demons and shit. Like, mm. we're talking about you are literally flying a plane and that's it. Mm. Yeah. So, it, yeah, it is a very interesting that they keep pushing this game. Like, no matter how much they keep pushing it, I don't think they're going to get new people to play it. Um, but anyway, I think that's that's enough for flight simulator. Um, <laughs> moving on, we had the Hubble Games... Uh, Xbox Game Pass trailer. So there's a whole bunch of games that are coming. We did see some of these games more uh, in depth in the um, in the main uh, in the opening night showcase, such as um, Midnight Fight Express and a couple of others. So like, I like the fact that these sort of games are here and these are indie games. So that's Microsoft again, I guess, showing indie games. Um, so Vinny, you like some of these, right? Yeah, I think actually Midnight Fight Express is my favorite, and it kind of reminded me of that game throwback to ages ago when we was trying to do stuff but do you remember i showed you guys fights in tight spaces yes it, i kind of gave you yes. it kind of gave me that vibe but it's just that isometric view of obviously just close combat um but yeah and then i saw the what was the the third game they announced that was it like the cover art looked really good but then i saw it was just standard like 8-bit pixels rpg yeah. i'm just like i don't need another one of these in my life but it looked super interesting it's it's a it's a genre that's popular except for people who don't necessarily play that genre exclusively you feel like there's just a lot of games in that genre we could talk the same thing about first person shooters and all that sort of stuff yeah. but it just feels like it's just more much of a muchness everything's the same sort of feel to it do you kind of get that feeling josh yeah, I think the the whole pixel kind of eight bit, sixteen bit style is a bit overdone now. But I got to admit, this this was probably like one of the highlights for me when this trailer came out. And it was just like all these indie bangers coming to Game Pass day one. That was that was cool to see. It's always great to see that. Sometimes um, you got to supplement Game Pass with some smaller experiences as well. So no, I was I was happy to see this one. Yeah, and I think well, look, I guess the positive thing is that uh, uh, this is really good for the indie studios as well, having that deal with um, ID at Microsoft or ID at Xbox and being able to go onto Game Pass, have an instant audience uh, day one. I mm. think that's that's an invaluable tool that uh, a lot of developers have used over the last few years, and we'll probably see that more in the future. Um, anyway, we'll continue on. So then we get into, uh, well, into the pit, which <laughs> I feel like looked like a 90s game. I loaded yeah. up Quake, uh, Quake Three Arena the other day on Game Pass, just, like to play with friends, and we couldn't get it working. So whatever, but it looked like that. It looked old, yet it still looked modern. I don't know. Like, what? Do, what are you guys' thoughts a, on it? Yeah, Vinny? it was weird hybrid, like designed to look 
exactly like you said like a quake or something but for the modern age but if it's not graphically appealing and you haven't played quake or break like type of game you're losing half your audience by it not looking good yeah it kind of feels like nostalgia fan service yeah exactly it's not you're not catching anyone new with that with that reveal that's what i thought yeah unless you're yeah, a jo- fan of quake mm. yeah exactly Josh, do you have the same thoughts about it? Yeah, uh, look, I thought it looked pretty cool. I think it looks different. It reminded me, yeah, it's very old school, like Doom Quake style. Um, and I think, you know, it, it's it's different enough where it's like kind of appealing just based on it not looking like every other first person shooter out there. But um, yeah, I thought this one was cool. It's kind it's of niche. one. I'm like, oh, that was cool. I'll move on with my life. Yeah, a few of these games, I think, are, are, are pretty niche. Um, but one thing that isn't niche was Age of Empires 4 which I don't know about you guys, but I'm playing this day one, like already. The fact that it was announced, I'm already playing it. And the fact that they've gone into more of it, I think we've already spoken enough about it anyway. Trebuchet. Uh, <laughs> trebuchet. All right, we'll move on to the next one, which is a very interesting topic, which we kind of knew about this months ago. And it's finally come to the forefront. And this is Xbox Cloud Gaming on Xbox consoles. So basically to put it in layman's terms, if you have an Xbox One, with Xbox Cloud Gaming, you can play Xbox Series games on your Xbox One through the cloud. So you don't have to install the game or anything like that. You just jump straight in. I think this this was, this is kind of like, not necessarily the start, but this is really pushing forward the momentum for Xbox's game plan moving forward over the next five, maybe even 10 years. We know that they've, they've dropped off with consoles and that sort of stuff, and I'll talk a bit about that later. But they are really pushing towards this cloud gaming and providing this service. And so they've had the service of Game Pass and now using the Azure network and all that sort of stuff. They've got the Xbox cloud gaming. It doesn't matter what console you're on. They want you to be able to play their games on their service. Mm. And I think that was very clear. Vinny, do you agree? Yeah. And I think, I guess from just being, you know, living in Australia and having the internet we do have, this is definitely something that won't be i guess really that feasible when playing online multiplayer games but single story games like the games advertised like minecraft dungeons like i feel like that's fine but we're living in a world where like we just got nbn and we're like 50th in terms of in the world in terms of like our internet speed we don't have google fiber in texas like some like americans we're not getting gigabit yeah we're not we're not doing that but for what we have, and if you're planning on playing a lot of uh, one-player games, single-player games, I think that's a really good option. But it's just, in terms of for Australia, the technology is not here for us yet to actually really take advantage of this. Yeah. But you can understand where they're going, why they want to push it. We're a small, we're a small drop in the ocean compared to the rest of the world in terms of uh, gaming. So, I mean, it's good for everyone else. Great for everyone else, really. And yeah. good for us as well, to some extent. Yeah, I'm getting I'm getting sort of similar vibes to when the Xbox One was announced. It was going to be always online and yeah. always on, and everyone was turned up their nose at it because we didn't have the technology. We don't necessarily have the technology here now in 2021, but you can see their progress and you can see that they're looking a couple of years in the future. Josh, do you reckon this is the way to go for Xbox? Yeah, so it's launching holiday this year for Game Pass Ultimate members. You have to have that subscription to get access to to at least this service for the time being. Um, Obviously, the big play here is just streaming in general because I think, 
you know, it's kind of like with, with remote play with Vita back on PS4, right? Like it's a feature that's cool, but it's really limited. Um, at some point, Xbox One is going to be, you know, production's already ceased or is ceasing in parts of the world. Has ceased, yeah. um, and then you've got a large part of that community that's already moved over to the next gen console, whether that be Series S or X. So in terms of like a feature, it's like smart delivery, right? Like really good at launch. But then when you get to a point where there isn't games coming on both systems and it's just next gen or current gen, that feature then becomes irrelevant. So the big play here is just getting, um, you know, cloud services working on all platforms. But I do like the kind of synergy, you know, you can play your Series X games on your Xbox One or you can just use your, your cloud to just jump into a game via Game Pass Ultimate and just go straight into it. Um, my understanding based on the beta that's been happening around the world and most parts, I think, in America, um, very similar to some experiences with PlayStation Now, it hasn't been, like, groundbreaking, it's still lagging, it's still slow, but you need to invest early, right? Like, the same thing with Sony with VR, it's not the first headset wasn't the best headset in the world, but give it five, ten years, and once technology and internet infrastructure gets there, um, yeah, it's going to be their plan to be able to, you take your Microsoft laptop out and you jump into Game Pass and stream your game and go straight into it. So it's it's a good move. It's definitely a smart move to make. Yeah, yeah. sure. And like, like, I can tell you, like, basically from, from what I've seen in terms of sales, in terms of like physical uh, copies of whether it's software and hardware and all that sort of stuff, in terms of hardware, PlayStation's killing it at the moment, like overall, like yeah, recently, sure. uh, let's say, let's say this year. So you've got your PlayStation 5, obviously that like every PlayStation 5 that hits a shelf gets sold or at least pre-orders are getting filled. Xbox, but it's not necessarily the same thing. They haven't really released a lot of new Xbox Series Xs. There's been a lot of Ss available, though. Um, and even if you if you go into your local JB Hi-Fi or anything like that, you'll see that there's a large area of PlayStation. Nintendo's still got their area. And Xbox is starting to slowly get smaller and smaller and smaller. And especially with these secondhand lenders, you're finding a lot of pre-owned games, not a lot of new games. So, for example, Psychonauts 2 didn't even get a physical release. Hades got a physical release, but it was only limited. Mm. So, like, Xbox has obviously played their hand and they're saying, we're not going to go physical anymore and they're going to move forward from there. And that's what I've seen. Uh, it's going to be interesting over the next couple of years, I reckon. Yeah. An interesting play. Like, um... It's kind of tough. It's hard to tell unless you're like an analyst that works this stuff out, but having shelf presence is sometimes important. Maybe not as important as it was 10 years ago, but I'd say it's still important. And you're right. Like looking, um, I think it was a week or two ago, Hades released their physical sales in the UK and 93% of sales were on PlayStation, whether that be PS4 and PS5. And then that only left 7% for, for Xbox, right? Obviously it's free to free on game pass and that played a big part of it. But it's just interesting to see, like, 93% is 93%. Like, it's a vast majority of it. So it's interesting. It's definitely um, definitely a long play, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Vinny, did you have any last comments about Xbox Cloud Gaming before we move on? No, interesting, though, about the whole... I wonder how it goes for physical copies of games in terms of, you know, back from a collective standpoint. You know, 64 games for Nintendo games that weren't mass produced in terms of the like what they are now is this a market for collectors or because everything's digital now no one really cares about it so therefore that will be it will be a niche that no one cares about you know well, what i mean at, at the moment i i think there is definitely a market for collectors uh most of the time uh, i'm not saying all the time but most of the time 
when you find pre-orders for games that have limited release in terms of on physical copies, so maybe yeah. it's a digital game on the Switch and there's going to be a limited physical release, most of the time that's collectors pre-ordering them. Yeah. It's so not like, people who want the game because if you want to play the game, why pre-order and then go into the store and buy it when you can buy it from the store digitally? Yeah. I got I got a physical copy of Hades on the Switch. I've put it in. I've installed it on my Switch. That's pretty much it. Mm. But yeah. like, and I've done limited run games, which Sean, I know you have as yeah. well. Yep. For games getting a physical release. I did that for Scott Pilgrim. I did that for Mighty Number no. 9 as well. So... Yeah, there are there are markets, but it's also from a collector standpoint. But it's also because I it's a personal preference because I like having physical. I know you like having physical for certain games. A lot of um, the ways going digital. So yeah, it's just where we're set in our ways. It's jumped little. up heaps during PS4. It was like thirty-five to forty percent were phys- uh, were digital versus sixty percent physical. Now it's like 70 percent of digital. Yeah, um, I think the point where it's gonna quickly like turn that switch is when. Like here in Australia, digital games are often more expensive, expensive than the physical counterparts in some instances. Yeah. Um, so when it gets that price parity, and the only the only reason we haven't seen Microsoft and Sony go purely digital because I bet they would love to just drop stores and cut out the middleman and oh, all that sure. stuff is they still need physical stores to sell hardware. Once yeah. that's done and you don't need a jb hyper and eb to sell physical hardware and they can just have a store or just happy to go on amazon everywhere and that's all they need you'll they'll be dropping them like a as quickly as possible but until then they need to still support uh the stores because they need they need that still and i think we're starting to see that trend with xbox because they're no longer focusing on the consoles the consoles are there like and they're obviously going to be providing a platform for the next couple of years but after that, they are they are moving digital. We all know that. It's almost the worst kept secret like a new Nintendo Switch. We all know it. It's all coming. They haven't told us yet. So the fact that they are starting to slowly and slowly get less and less physical presence in stores, that's because they don't need that anymore. Netflix doesn't exactly. have a presence in stores, a physical presence, mm-hmm. besides a little card that you can get next to the gift cards. And that's all Game Pass will need to be. It'll all be word of mouth and it'll all be online. Um, but an interesting take on this is we're just talking consoles at the moment. We, don't, we haven't even touched on PC with platforms like Steam and uh, even Activ- uh, Activision Blizzard and all that sort of stuff, having Battle.net, um, all these platforms, digital sales are through the roof and all that sort of stuff, and it will continue to go. I think it's like on 98% or some, some figure that's stupid. Uh, all I know is that basically Cyberpunk, The Sims, and now Deathloop is going to get physical releases, and most of the time it's just a digital code. But anyway... I think it's enough from Xbox Cloud Gaming. We will move on because uh, Josh is very bored of pla- talking about Xbox. No, um, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, just listening. <laughs> just, like everyone should be, just like everybody who should be listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or anywhere yeah, exactly. that you might get your podcast. Ooh, um, shameless anyway. plugs. Get us to 100 subs on YouTube, please. That's your oh, job. Start listening. <laughs> um, we're going to get to the next one, uh, which is Wasteland 3's second DLC. So we'll go through this one quickly because I don't think either of you have played Wasteland 3. No. I haven't played Wasteland 2 or 1. Yeah, I haven't played any of them either. We'll move on. Um, sea of Thieves, <laughs> uh, as mentioned earlier, uh, partnered with Borderlands to release the Mayhem-themed ship set. Uh, so basically, you can't buy this set. You've got to complete basically minor or major tasks. You get points. Once you get enough points, you'll unlock pieces of the ship, etc. That's all it is. Uh, as I said earlier, I'm halfway through this, and I was only playing for about four hours yesterday. So goes to show you can get this done pretty quickly if you want to uh that event is only open until the 7th of september as well 
So you got two weeks. I'm telling um, you, we, we got to play. We got to play Sea of Thieves as a as a team again because that was as annoying as it was. It was also very fun, and I feel like <laughs> I feel like we got to. Yeah, there's we're gonna have some fun. We're gonna we're gonna play some games. We're busy playing something. We're gonna play something. We'll, we'll talk. We'll talk. We'll talk. We'll talk. Um, next one is State of Decay 2. So Homecoming is a free update that comes to all State of Decay 2 players. So obviously we don't have State of Decay 3 coming yet. Uh, so State of Decay 2 update provides the same area that was in the first State of Decay game. Now, did you guys play State of Decay at all? No. no. All right. So I played a little bit of the first one. It's not too bad. It's basically like a zombie survival in a, not necessarily an open world setting, but in like a almost a Valheim setting. Okay, yes. Yeah, so if, if, that, if that translates yeah. across um, with like missions and that sort of stuff, coupled in with like a timer similar to like Dead Rising. Mm. Okay. This is, is this in Exile? Is that the team that does State of Decay? Uh, no, so that's, was that Wasteland? No, I think that's Wasteland. Okay. All right. Um, but yeah, anyway, so State of Decay 2 has got that expansion. Like, I don't think any of us are kind of give any notice to it so we will move on uh stray blade had its reveal trailer i'm not interested you guys undead lab sorry that's the the state of decay guys sorry yeah that's all right uh stray blade you guys interested i'm not no it looked, it's it was it's, it seemed very generic it was something it looks very this generic has to me. thq written all over it <laughs> this, is five, this is five of five games yeah and yeah and, and i'm just this is, I think it's a far cry from the games that they usually do. I'm not interested. I'll tell you, it just looks um, very, very cookie cutter. So generic. Yeah, so very generic. generic. It was clearly uh, early on, like in, in development. Like alpha or something. Yeah. Alpha or something, yeah. I'm pretty sure it said that on the, uh, the trailer, but anyway. Yeah. Uh, uh, Crusader Kings 3 is getting a console release, so obviously it's already released on PC, but there's going to be some more console-friendly additions to the game. I'm not sure. Have you guys played any RTS games on console before? Uh, Halo no. Wars, and I, it was yep. hard Mario as hard. Rabbit. <laughs> yeah, so no. Halo Wars. Um, the other one that I played a bit of was Civilization Revolution, Okay, which was the Xbox 360 PS3 uh, take on Civilization. You can do a real-time strategy game well on console, but you've got to really understand how a console user will play with a controller because that's what they're using. So using the bumpers to bring up menus, that sort of stuff. You can't rely on press Y for a menu, then scroll across. and like You can't do that shit. So it's going to be interesting to see how Crusader Kings 3 brings that all together and hopefully improves it for a console experience. Um, Psychonauts 2 was out yesterday. So uh, yep. we've already spoken enough about that, I reckon. But uh, awesome, uh, the gunk, which uh, I, I don't really. I say it looked, have it looked, much. looked fun. I'll play that. Yeah, it looked fun. Yeah, that's that's and, it. Uh, that's it. It looked fun. All right, and uh, the last one was Forza Horizon Five, which I know this was. I think this was mentioned. Yeah, this was at the end of the Games Kong showcase. They showed the controller. Mm. Yeah, I love the fact that it's a throwback to '90s transparent colored controllers get rid of the forza logo and it actually looks like a really cool controller i'm not sure about you guys man not when for did, me when did nah. like oh, yeah like those those i think it because it looked cheap towards the end of the life of those clear like controllers unless yeah. you had the game boy advance or like the game boy that that or the did 64. that yeah that had it unless because like after that the the plastic just kind of looked cheaper because it was always the third party developers that was doing that stuff 
Yeah. Oh, sorry, third-party accessories that were um, yeah, yeah, that were yeah. doing that stuff. But Nintendo were the only real ones that are. No, there was a green Sony PlayStation DualShock controller. Yes, there was yeah. a, and there was an aqua blue one. I've got it and in there. there. And, and you know, I am taking white it back. The one as well. I'm taking it back. I am now. Yes, that, for the PS4. I'm looking at it again. It does look quite nice. <laughs> yeah, it looks nice. It's yeah. I like the throwback. You're right. You're right. Yellow, Sean. like it's got the yellow. It's got the um, like the paint splatter on the top. Like the like that. The that's vice, fine. But, uh, yeah, the vice color scheme. Just, it looks really nice. I'm 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 pretty I'm pretty keen on that controller. I'm, I'm not necessarily going to go out and buy it day one. Uh, but I, I reckon that's that's the type of controller I want to see moving forward. Less of this like camo shit. Like mm. we're done with that. Okay. Yeah. Let's move on to like this nice, pretty out there colors schemes. I, Vinny, I like. I was gonna say I like um, limited edition controllers and limited edition consoles that actually look different instead of you know, for example, the the diamond and pearl switch that has the decals on the back and they're just very subtle and just like whatever. Like. Give me something. Yeah. Give me something that pops. Spider Man, like, bright red console. Yeah, like even if it's ugly Spider-Man. as hell, you can look at it and you're just like, "That is Spider Man." Mm. That's what mm. I want. Xbox have always done a great job. They got the, the control lab and everything. Like they, they're they're so open with all that stuff. Where Sony's just like, "We're gonna release very specific colors. They'll be releasing periodically every yeah. X amount of time." And mm. you know, you guys like even Microsoft did um for the Xbox one s's they did minecraft ones so they did a minecraft block and they did the pig yeah, yeah. they've been doing with that like, with the controls back to 360 remember like the the r2d2 console and yeah. all that and c3po yeah. controller yeah, yeah. like that was just... great and was the, the original xbox was um they had the glacier white it's the one i yeah i don't want one that's the white one yeah that's all right so look and we're not just the xbox obviously we're still talking to xbox but like the, the, every every oh, um, Sean, i don't think anyone's listening to this show and going geez these guys just all they ever do in every episode is talk about xbox <laughs> look it's about time it's about time we talk about, about xbox but, but that's okay i've got my playstation hat on and uh, I'll, I'll start looking at it from playstation eyes for the next topic uh that we're going to be talking about which is the opening night for gamescom so we're not doing the ranking oh you want to do a ranking we've got to do a rank that's, oh, that's, right. that's the okay. official we do that for every showcase all right we'll do we'll do a ranking before we get started okay josh what's your ranking for the xbox gamescom's showcase i will give it a d halo the pacing it ended abruptly like i didn't even know if it was ending or it's like oh we're gonna go show forza and it was like just fade and then they went to forza and then just stopped and there was it was missing some like for me the opening dying light was like the best part of the showcase for me um and again these a lot of the games didn't speak to me but i thought the pacing it was just too long it could have been like 30 40 minutes shorter and probably still got across the same message that mixed with no halo just really really did that and i i don't know i I feel like my sentiment is probably the one that's been spoken about a lot like i'm seeing a lot of disappointment online um about the showcase. Very, that's very, yeah, okay. Very common answer. Uh, Vinny? I mean, like, I give it a D as well because I wasn't even worth my time. <laughs> it was just like, <laughs> yeah. I I watched the trailers. I didn't even watch the showcase and I was able to finish it in a very, very short amount of time. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so so D. All right. Um, I'm, I'm going to go C and that's only because it, I wasn't necessarily disappointed I'm going to say it's average. 
I'm going to say that they gave us some updates for some really good games. They gave us like some insights into some other games and all that sort of stuff. But there, it wasn't like I didn't go in with any expectations, so it didn't really disappoint me, really. Yeah, that's um, fair. And it didn't give me anything that I was like super hyped for. Like as I said, like the controller was probably one of, one of the better things about it. Um, and that was right at the end. But even then, like that was like okay, yeah, cool, new controller, great, moving on. Um, it didn't have Halo. And I actually think it was better that it didn't have Halo. And we'll get to that when we get to our next topic as to why Halo was part of that one. Uh, spoiler alert. Uh, but anyway, uh, is there anything else you want to talk about uh, the game Xbox game uh, Gamescom yeah. Showcase, Josh, before moving on? Was there any questions that relate to this topic in particular? Or are we going to save those for afterwards? Uh, we'll, well? Save, we'll save them for after. We'll save after. them for after, I reckon. Um Okay, so we will move on to our next topic. So on a similar note uh, and related to the Xbox uh, Gamescom uh, opening uh, showcase, we have the Jeff Keighley Please Like Me Tour stop by with Gamescom opening night live. So with a plethora of games and the words world premiere imprinted in our corneas, we're going to look at some of the games shown and give our thoughts on the games and the show as a whole. So, gentlemen, did you guys watch this one live? I did not. Classic and okay. tired, tired eyes. <laughs> All right. I did not watch this one live, but I did watch the full replay uh, this afternoon. Okay, nice. So I've sat through all two hours and something or other. And you think the Xbox one was long, Josh, huh? All right. <laughs> this one was very long. Uh, we'll get stuck into overall impressions of the showcase, though. So, Josh... You stayed up, you woke up, you got ready for the showcase. Overall thoughts? I was impressed. Um, opening night livers and usually yeah. had... Well, you got to look at it through the scope of what the event is. Like comparing it to other opening night live, it's it's it had some heavy hitters in there through Halo. Horizon popped up there. There were new announcements for some games that we'll get to a little bit later that were, were exciting. Um, I agree, probably a little bit too long, and the back-end pacing-wise was a bit weird. I thought it started off really strong, uh, the middle was actually pretty strong, and then it kind of dropped off towards the end, and the last kind of 25, 30 minutes were a bit like games that didn't appeal to me, and then it obviously ended on my best friend, Hideo Kojima. But um, yeah, overall, I, I enjoyed it. There was a lot more announcements in this showcase that got me hyped um, than, than in the, the previous one. All right, Vinny? Yeah, it was better than the Xbox One, but that's not saying much. I was just like, the cool things, we'll talk about the ones that actually I enjoyed watching, but we'll talk about that when we actually go through the rundown of it. But yeah, yeah it's it's a higher ranking in my eyes, but not by much. I watched it at like 1.25 speed just to try and smash it out. <laughs> All right. Um my overall impression was, yeah, it was too long. And I think we, this is the reason why I hate these shows. This show in particular is the perfect example of that. They had a pre-show that ran for half an hour showing trailers and stuff. Mm, we don't yeah. need a pre-show for the show showing more trailers. Who cares? If they're not good for the show, don't put them in. They're not good we don't enough. Need a, we don't need a guy yeah, who's man. talking like he looks bored at cracking jokes about it it's obviously pre-recorded telling oh, us yeah telling us oh yeah so we're going to show you this uh these new tra i don't care show us the trailers um 
That is Kyle Bossman, though. That's how he literally is everything on everything. Yeah, I know. I Like, I get that. But if you know the person, then it's like, yeah, this guy's funny and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> but otherwise, if you don't know the person, it's like, well, okay, what's this guy doing? Like, get to the show. We don't need to see half an hour of this crap beforehand. I'd rather see a loading screen. Um, but overall, I just feel like most of these sorts of shows are a circle jerk. Um, about how everyone knows everyone and everyone's all cool, but um, <laughs> we'll uh, that, that's my overall impression anyway. But we'll get to the actual games, which is the the crux of the show and what we're all actually here for. Um, so it started off with Saints Row. So Saints Row is getting a reboot, so they're not continuing from Saints Row Four. They're doing a full reboot uh, for it, which is coming out February next year. So, gentlemen, I want to get your initial thoughts. Josh, I'll start with you. Yeah, this looked cool. I think Saints Row got to the point where it's like, all right, I've, you know, I've been in a virtual world, I've been to hell, I've been the president, uh, you know, I've swung a dildo baseball bat. How much further can we take this? It's kind of like the Fast and Furious thing. Like, what's the next thing after like becoming president and killing aliens? And I thought, yeah, and I think it's a, it was a good thing for, for uh, Volition to step back and go, all right, let's kind of take some time. And I think in their eyes, like if people don't remember, like Saints Row actually started off as like more of a GTA clone than yeah, where like a, it ended up. Yeah. It it went in the other direction because it was just GTA was just destroying everything. But I think they may, may even be capitalizing on the point where it's like, besides GTA now, everyone's kind of a... No one wants to do that kind of semi-realistic third-person action game open world type GTA game. And it's like, well, we can come in and... You know, while they're working on GTA 6, obviously we're not going to... GTA 5 is going to continue to sell, but we could probably get a piece of that pie. And Saints Row's got a bit of a cachet behind it where, you know, add some goofy characters. Maybe it won't be super grand. I don't think it will be. But, you know, compare this to like a Watch Dogs, I'd, I'd probably much rather play a Saints Row game than play some of the other third-person open-world action games out there. So this one, I'm reserving my interest in it. Like, I'm going to wait and see some further reveals. I only showed a snippet of gameplay, but yeah, I'm excited to see Saints Row back. I think it's an underappreciated series. Vinny, what about yourself? I'm not that excited only because I haven't, I mean, I haven't played a GTA game since probably GTA 4 back in the day. Um, and, but this one, like it was Saints Row after Saints Row 4 kind of really fell off for a reason. Like it just wasn't hitting just wasn't grabbing the audience that it used to even at trying to become more of a unrealistic version of gta this one coming in and hitting in, in the in-between though it's kind of what i say about the like the consoles about how nintendo is releasing between xbox and uh playstation where it's like it might hit that sweet spot where people will buy that get use out of it and then when the next thing comes out like josh was saying gta 6 it'll be that thing to play in between getting that so yeah. that makes sense. But I've like, and Josh is right about it, having cachet. It being Saints Row has a name behind it. So cachet, baby. Yeah. It's got cachet, baby. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm just not a fan of these uh, realistic games. If I want to play a game, I'll play a fantasy game. You know, okay. like what, why, why live my life in a virtual world where I can, why, why live so a realistic no second life? life for you? Except yeah, no. he spends a lot of time in a virtual world. <laughs> Yeah, League of Legends. <laughs> yeah, play League of Legends, but the, that yeah, game but has fantasy. like that's, that's fantasy. fantasy. Oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. swords, not just guns. Mm. Uh, what about you, Sean? My initial thoughts of this: the fact that they're doing a reboot of Saints Row. So, firstly, yeah, we we know that it should have come. I don't think that a Saints Row Five would have necessarily worked. Um, they did 
kind of put themselves in a hole with the timeline of the Saints Row games. And if they were going to get out of it, they would have had to do some Marvel Cinematic Universe-esque move and have a multiverse or something like that. And it, I think that would be getting way too far out of scope for the game. Um, we've got to keep in mind that Volition did Agents of Mayhem, which was always marketed as being the next Saints Row game. And then it wasn't. And it was a disappointment. And so I'm very iffy on the fact that, yeah, okay, they're making a new Saints Row game. Uh, Saints Row game, great. But there's a, a sour taste in my mouth at the moment of their okay. previous game that they brought out. Um, and so I'm just, yeah, I, I want to see a little bit more of it before I start committing. February, like it's coming out February 25 at the moment uh, on basically all platforms except for Switch. I need to see more. And that month is jam-packed with a lot of games, uh, whether they've been pushed back or they're releasing or whatever. February is going to be insane. Mm-hmm. Whether or not Saints Row is going to be at the top of my playlist remains to be seen, but at the moment, it's a no. Um, we'll move on to the next one, which is Marvel's Midnight Suns. So 2K Games, uh, they finally revealed their much-vaunted uh Marvel XCOM game and so it was revealed as a there was going to be a gameplay reveal for September 1st so Marvel's Midnight Suns you saw a few characters that you you knew you saw your Ghost Rider and that sort of stuff there's a new character called the Hunter which you play um it's looking interesting I'm not sure whether as an XCOM game it'll work I would prefer this much more as like uh like like your, your your brawler or something like that, like an X Men Legends game or something like that. Uh, but I'm not I'm not sure. I'm 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 intrigued. What do you guys think, Josh? I'm intrigued. I am super intrigued. I, I love Marvel's approach to kind of games. So, all right, maybe Avengers wasn't the best thing ever, but kind of like handpicking Insomniac to do Spider Man, getting the XCOM guys to make a Marvel XCOM game, and I think the aesthetic looks cool. Literally, when I saw this, I'm like, if if we ever got a nether realm kind of injustice, but with Marvel characters, like the way that the characters were designed, the very thick jaw lines. And anyway, that's another tangent, but I think this is cool. It's a different approach. Like it's not your same old thing that we've done before. Like Avengers is your third person action brawler. Um, this could be cool because it's a new style of game. You can get people into kind of the XCOM style of game and what's better than Marvel to kind of get people in on that. If they can tell an interesting story, I don't usually play, like I don't play XCOM, right? But um, I did enjoy Mario Rabbids <laughs> for what that means, but I'm intrigued in the sense that... That game's that, fantastic. That game is fantastic, but I'm, in, I'm intrigued in the sense that it's A, Marvel, B, XCOM has typically been very well received, and uh, C, it's like something new that I could then fall in love with that style of game, and then that opens the door up. It's kind of like the Final Fantasy effect for me. It can open the door up to other games like that. So for me, this was one of the highlights uh, from the reveal. And uh, yeah, we're apparently going to be getting more in September. I think that's where we're getting the first gameplay reveal. And uh, that's, yeah, that's about it. I'm, I'm excited to play it. Vinny, what about yourself? You, are you excited to play it? I love a good tactics game. Um, I'm pretty keen to play this one. Like I've been playing TFT recently. So this is just something I can very much, um, you know, plug and play. I'm big, big fan of the Rabbids game as well. I, yeah, all about, all about tactics games. You know, Fire Emblem as well. Three Houses, played that. Yeah, the uh, the, the we said that it was mid tier when we were ranking him. The the infamous uh, we don't talk about a, that. It was about. It, we'll, we'll worry about that later. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. Yeah, I guess in terms of Midnight Sun, I don't know. Like, 
I'm one of those people, especially with like these superhero sort of style, like the superhero story games, even Injustice. I didn't play through Injustice 2 because I couldn't be bothered. I would rather read the comics and like know the story and that sort of stuff. I'm leaning towards doing that for this game and just seeing what the story is and how it plays out. But the gameplay reveal will kind of give me a better insight as to whether or not I'm going to play the game, which September 1st, so it's in less than a week. So we've got a bit of time. And I think Midnight Suns, if I remember correctly, I was reading a little bit about it online. Like this is based off a comic book series from the 90s, I believe, like the Midnight Suns. So this whole... And I like it's more of like a supernatural approach. Like you don't typically see that when you think Avengers. You don't really think like spirits what? and demons and all that. Like you don't really think about that when you think of Avengers. Like it's not really a an Avengers thing I could think of where it's like, oh, you're fighting Lilith and she's the head of the demons and yeah. all that stuff. So I think that's a cool look at it, right? And it's a different approach to what we usually get. All right. Um, we'll move on to the next one, which is Call of Duty Vanguard. Um yeah, they showed a little bit of footage. I guess people will be interested. Uh, some of the um, some of the grabbing moves, like on onto bricks, like going up the wall and doing a bit of, uh, as people in the chat were saying, uh, a bit of Assassin's Creed esque uh, gameplay. That looked okay, but otherwise, I feel like this is the next Call of Duty. Very much. So. Um, and I think the major point to take away from Call of Duty Vanguard, and we've seen this in a lot of the marketing recently as well, is Activision has taken their name off everything. I was going to so, say. Yeah, so, so no, I'm absolutely going to mention this. No, fuck them. I'm saying it uh, wasn't meant. Like, <laughs> I didn't mention it. Like, really, besides no. the Activision logo on the bottom of the the screen behind them, there was not one mention of of the Activision, entire trailer. Yeah, other stuff. It was just, hey, well, I'm from Sledgehammer. I'm one of the good guys. I'm the developer, and here's my and Laura Bailey. Oh, she won a she won yeah, the award. Female actress here with me today, and she's here on her own accord. And yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. here here on her own accord. Yeah, no gun uh, to her head. Yeah. Okay, so so fun fact about um activision so activision has put their name to every single call of duty game in all of the advertising which includes posters trailers everything since modern warfare 3 which was in 2011 that's when they started putting their name on everything yeah call of duty vanguard is the first game that they have not put their name on i wonder why all i'll say this is just me. They will put their name on it. This is just very targeted, right? This is Gamescom. This is like people like us watching it and talking about it. They know that they're in a bit of beef right now. But to the general consumer, when there's a Super Bowl trailer, when there's a trailer at the on yeah, your TV, on. Activision's name will be be on there. The moment um, there's posters in your EB games, you'll see Activision yeah. down there. And I, I'm trying to, like, I guess as a you know critics or whatever, like remove the game from the the publisher and the developer and i guess that could be a little tricky and the way that you want to do that that that, whatever but um i think in terms of the the what they showed like again it was more call of duty but you can't deny like how good call of duty games look and play like i still believe they're maybe in the top two like best playing first person shooters out there um the michael bay they're the michael bay games yeah it's just like yeah every year it's it's big explosions. expansive expo- yeah we're actually yeah. speaking of there were some explosions in the trailer they looked really poor i'm not sure about you guys but i that was one of the first things i noticed uh, i was watching really? it live everything looked poor <laughs> just running it like whatever yeah. no have a look have I'm a look at the gameplay have a look at the gameplay again if you get time and yeah the the actual explosions themselves didn't look like rounded compared to everything else i don't know it, it looked they looked weird they looked out of place um Anyway, uh, are you guys going to be playing it when it comes out? I don't no. usually play. No. All right. 
It's got to be like, something super special. Like if there's a like if a Call of Duty game comes out and it's like the story is just fantastic. Like they for some reason got because at one point they were getting writers in from Naughty Dog. Like they were trying to do that. Um, if they got a game that was like everyone was talking about, like oh my god, the story, the story, the story, that would be enough to get in because I know the gameplay is great. What was the last Call of Duty game you played? Um, story wise. Oh, Vinny. Uh, Modern Warfare Two. Modern In- Warfare Two. Yep. Infinite Warfare. Advanced Infin- Warfare. Uh, Advanced Warfare. Advanced Warfare had Kevin Spacey, who's now Tom yeah. Hanks. Tom Hanks, yeah. and I had Troy Baker in it as the main character. Yeah. I think that's probably why I brought. <laughs> See, yeah, okay. I've, I've played nearly every single one, although I'm not playing them at the moment. Um, I, I if you if you're after a Call of Duty game with a good story that everybody hated, uh, you should play Call of Duty Ghosts. Yeah, that was that was the Honestly. PS3, PS4, like the yep, launch that, game. Yeah, that's right. Um, the yeah. story in that actually leads it to have the best like sequel from like a, if you have a sequel, you can get it from the best perspective possible in terms of like writing, and it'll be completely different to everything else that they ever did. And then they just put it in the can. It's like, no, nah, we're gonna go back to World War Two. One um, of my <laughs> favorite memories of all time was me and my uncle were trying to do the like the hardest difficulty at uh, World at War, and that last level where it's just like the enemies keep spawning until you get yep. to the end of the that was like it took us way too long but that was some fun it was just like holy shit they just kept spawning and spawning and spawning you just have to keep edging yeah. away well, call of duty games are fun and i think yeah. like we we need to start getting that stigma out where it's like you know, these are high selling games like whether it's call of duty fifa fortnite they're high selling games or they're high like earning games maybe we need to get rid of that stigma and be like, okay, well maybe there is a hook to it. Maybe there's a reason why these people are playing it, not necessarily because it's call of duty or because it's FIFA. Um, but anyway, enough about that. Let's get to the main topic or the main game or uh, the opening night live, which is one of. halo infinite. No, this they one's got the main halo one. infinite though. They yeah. Halo they got, infinite, they got hip. They got halo infinite though. Uh, so halo infinite, uh, we got a release date, December 8, which we are all off on. Uh, we all said November, so the fact that they moved it to December, which I think is the anniversary of something. Uh, th- there is an anniversary in there for that date. That's why they picked that date. Um, but anyway, yeah. we got a CG trailer for the multiplayer. I'm starting to be okay with the fact that we're not getting reveals for the campaign. I'm at the stage now where it's like, you know what? Keep it secret. Yeah. I'm That's a risky move. I know it's a ve- it's a very risky move, but... I would rather that than selling it like they did Halo 5. Where they basically said, oh, it's gonna, we're going to play it off as Locke against Chief. And then it wasn't. Mm. Like, I would rather they just not talk about it and be like, look, it's coming to Game Pass Day 1 and all that look, sort of it stuff. It is what it is. It is what here it, it is. is. <laughs> but here is the multiplayer. Look how diverse we are. And they focus on that. That's the I'm, thing. I'm, start, I'm starting to come to terms with that. Yeah, yeah. And we've really? got to remember that Halo, like the selling point of Halo is the multiplayer. Like it's probably, I'd say it's 70, 30 uh, in terms of multiplayer. I think four-player to... co-op campaign as well. Yeah, yeah. which isn't <laughs> coming day one. No, it's not. It was promised. It was promised, oh, but it's not. Before they delayed it the first time, they're like, yeah, it's definitely coming at launch. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, but, oh, Yeah, I understand. Yeah, go on. Yeah, Vinny? like that... Okay, that racks up the other 30% for me because 70% is playing online, playing with friends, having a good time, having a laugh. This is like one of the only FPSs I play. I enjoy it because it's got that little kind of non-hyper-realism, you know, having the active camo, having the jetpacks, 
back in the day of uh, Halo Reach, and then once again, just playing as a Spartan or the Arbiter in Halo 3 was always good fun. And just yep. the weapons were, you know, different. Gravity Hammer, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Um, but yeah, I'm fine with having like, you know, the Season 0 announcement trailer showing that it's moving towards gains of a service, showing that it's moving towards that. I'm fine with that. I like the way it looked. I'm happy for it. I'm keen to play day one, just play some online, have some fun. I won't play the campaign until they offer four player though. Four player. Yeah. I think that's that's one of the things that they cut and that's definitely going to be a factor as to people, you know, are going to be disappointed. Yeah. And all that sort of stuff. But I think we're we're entering the realm of Cyberpunk 2077 again, where it's going to be either wait for it and it will come or demand it now and it will come broken. Exactly. Josh learned our lesson. Oh, so yeah, I think I think we, I'd like to think we learn our lesson. We haven't, but I'd like to think so. Josh, Halo Infinite, go on, both barrels. Yeah, look, I'm not here to be the negative Debbie Downer on the, the whole conversation, but you got to look at it with like in terms of what we know, right? Like you talk about the roller coaster that's been Halo Infinite. You hype going into it, CG trailer look cool, and then you get your first gameplay reveal. It drops. Then it's like the redemption arc, and then it's. Oh, by the way, co-op and Forge is not there at launch. And then it drops. And then it's the Xbox showcase. It doesn't show up. And then it shows up here. And it's great that we got a reveal trailer. I kind of felt like it was kind of wedged in, you know, between Call of Duty and a few other announcements. It was kind of like thrown in there. It wasn't like... And one more thing. It was kind of like one thing. And then we moved on pretty pretty quickly, all things considered. Um, But in terms of what we got, I'm worried in the sense that we still haven't seen campaign. And I know, like, Sean's point, like what you said about, you know, oh, we'll keep it from a surprise. Maybe what they did with Halo 5 was wrong. And um, I agree. What they did there, like the whole premise of them trying to set it up a certain way and it wasn't like that. But they tried that. That failed. So you would hope that they've learned from that. And it's like, all right, well, if we are going to show it, we need to show it truthfully and do it in a way that's representative of the game. And we need to back ourselves that we believe in the project that we're making and show people that. The fact that we haven't seen really any story content or single player gameplay since kind of that reveal and the game's coming out December. That's, that's worrying. The fact that the game's lost multiple directors, that's worrying. The fact that we're getting features that are pretty, I would say forge. All right. You could live without at launch. Yeah, We can live without forge, but co-op, not just online co-op campaign, like single, you know, couch co-op as well. Like that not being there at launch is a sour taste in a lot of people's a lot for a lot of people who play Halo. Right. And I agree in the sense that, you know, to Vinny's point, like maybe multiplayer is the big selling feature for these. It's true, but it's kind of like it all, it needs to be the the package of it because that's how, as much as people love the multiplayer for Halo 5, right? But what do we talk about most of the time? We talk about geez, marketing. The, the campaign, the marketing of Halo Guardians was was terrible. So this is like Microsoft's big, full game right it's obviously they like we need to push as far as away we can from call of duty and battlefield this year like there's a lot of big first person shooters coming out and um yeah i'm still worried the fact that we haven't seen the story like it's Um, or at least campaign i don't care about this like i care about the story but i don't care about seeing the story but i just feel like We've seen some Microsoft campaign aren't footage. Stupid. Yeah, we've seen some campaign footage, but Microsoft's not stupid, right? Like they know what the conversation is online. They know people are like, oh, this needs to be the God of War. This needs to revolutionize Halo. All right. And then they come out and say, oh, we're revolutionizing Halo. We're making it a more open world. We're doing this. We're doing that. You know, multiplayer is free. Okay, well, show us. <laughs> you know, like let's let's 
see it. And they're running out of time to do that. So, you know, I'll, I'll remain confident. I'm going to play it either way because I'm interested to see where, where it does pan out. But I think for a lot of people, having another multiplayer reveal is fine, but we just got the beta. We've just seen all this stuff. Like now's the time to show us the single player side of things. Yeah, and I, don't think, away. I don't think it games con though. Where else? <laughs> like unless they have, have another have their, Xbox have their own event showcase, but then they then a they Halo run into all the or they do a Halo event, but then it runs into all eyes on it. You need to impress. Like this would have been perfect if it was me, right? And I was doing this, I would have had during the Xbox showcase had the Halo um, single player campaign, and then just say more, you know, showing more at tomorrow's. Thing. Yeah, like, at least tell people that there's something coming as opposed to just we finished the showcase and like where is it and then today during that showcase you get your multiplayer trailer and your release date and let's celebrate halo for a little bit i think they could have done both yeah i think there's there's probably two points to that where like i don't know i i i personally understand them doing it at opening night live and not the xbox showcase because they're going to have more eyes on the opening night live than they are going to have on the xbox showcase so you may as well do it there I didn't like where they put it in mm. terms of like the scope of Mike. I think Microsoft would be pretty disappointed about the fact that it's what fourth game in either make it first, opening. Yeah. Make it, make it first or make it last. But of course, you know, Jeff Keighley loves Kojima. So death stranding was always going to be last. Um, so you, I wouldn't necessarily put it as part of Xbox because if you had it as part of the, as the Xbox conference, then like people are going to be talking about it, but that's going to be the only thing talk they're going to be talking about. And then you lead into opening night and then it's forgotten because you've got all these other games. Like I feel like at least now because it's releases opening night live, it's part of the conversation. Yeah, um, Maybe the but- only thing I think the only thing they could have done to alleviate that is at least during the showcase, have it in the Xbox showcase during a sizzle reel, just say, Hey, stay tuned for tomorrow's, Jeff Keighley opening night live to learn more about Halo Infinite. At the end, that's all it needed just to say, not just not mention it. <laughs> like yeah, have it mentioned. Have it mentioned at least. But that, that's just me, right? And I don't know if I'm talking on behalf of a lot of fans and all that, because Sean, you're the probably the, the biggest Halo fan out there. But I just feel for me like we need to see what we're buying or yeah. getting on the main pass. I, I guess and I guess that's kind of where like I'm kind of coming from because I hear dis- they're, they're, people are disappointed about Halo Infinite and all this sort of stuff, but it's mostly coming from people who casually play the game or don't play it at all. Whereas, like, I've, I've played the game pretty regularly. Mm. And so when, like, it was delayed for a year, I was thinking in my mind, okay, well, it's going to be another year. That's shit. Like, it would have been nice to have it on launch, but make sure the game's right. We've mm. already gone through Master Chief Collection. We don't need something that's going to come out and match that. Because next thing you know, Halo's dead. Yeah. Um, in terms of like... push then? Like having... <laughs> wouldn't it be better to be like, oh, we're going to launch next year, but you're getting Forge and Co-op Day 1 because we know that's important to the community as opposed I, to like... I, I, think, I, I think they've been trying to push it, but they just haven't get it, uh, They haven't gotten it out. If you've been reading the, um, the, the press releases, well, the, the posts that they've been doing on the, uh, the Budgie website, they've been going a lot into basically the balancing the weapons, the level creation, and then they've also been touching on multiplayer and that sort of stuff. So they are like folk having these spotlights on the different aspects of the game. Forge, I think, is a very minor thing, and that comes later on. I agree. That's in, yeah. terms, in terms of the co-op campaign, I'm okay with that because when I play Halo Infinite for the first time, I don't want anybody else talking to me. Mm. I want to play the game solo. I want to finish the campaign by myself, experience it for myself, 
and then I'll want to play with friends. Mm. So if that update is a week later, a month later, three months later, three months, so, yeah. yeah, well, it was probably going to be three to six months, but yeah. I, I'm kind of like, so be it. Like I've played through the campaign. I've understood it. I can talk about it with friends. If there's friends who haven't played it. Okay. Hey, great. When it's available, let's all jump in and do it together. And I kind of see it as, see it as that thing. Like I don't want to go into this game for players and I'm trying to talk shit with a friend while trying to listen to the story. Um, it all depends on the way you, you play the game. Like, I, I agree. There's there's going to be a majority, of, a portion of people who play like you and just want to do that. And that's probably how I would do it because I don't usually play with co-op. But there is people out there, I don't know, Vinny's one of them, that, like, will buy this game to play couch co-op. Or... Yeah, but he's not going to buy it day one, right? Vinny, you're not going to buy it day one, right? No, because it's free on Game Pass. <laughs> so you don't even need to worry about buying it. You can exactly. download it whenever the update's ready. I don't know. I, I, I'm concerned. I'm worried. But that could just be me. Yeah. Oh, no, there, there are no, people worried there, out there. There's and people I, who are like, worried. I get that. Yeah. And I, and I get that. But you, like, we're worried about any game that is delayed. We're worried about any game that has any issues with the development team or the production team or anything of that sort of sort. The only difference is Halo is one of the major flagships of the Xbox console since its inception in 2001. So without Halo, Xbox would be nothing. And I think we are all on board with that. So for, for a lot of us, yeah, there is that part of us that want to see Halo succeed. We want to see Halo Infinite be the best game that it can be. And sometimes it's not going to absolutely reach 100%, not, maybe not on launch. But if you, look, if you talk to anybody who's played Master Chief Collection over the last year, they'll talk about how, or, and they played it when it launched in 2014, they'll talk about how it's come in leaps and bounds and how if you're starting out as, a, as an Xbox player, that will be the first game to play almost. I yeah. agree. There is, there is, there is a part of it that is that. And that's, yeah. a, that's a risky move in itself where it's kind of like you burn people from the start. Like I, I didn't go back. Same yeah. thing with like, not to compare it to Avengers, but there's a lot of people who would have played Avengers at launch. Be like, oh. I haven't gone back to Avengers since, uh, since I finished yeah. it. And look, you're the big, you're the probably the biggest Halo fan I know, like much much more than me. Um, so maybe I'm I'm seeing it from a maybe as a casual person, but it's no, I guess it is like it is public optics in a mm. sense. Like you, when you see a game be delayed, be delayed, be delayed, there's obviously like there's going to be some feeling that it, there's going to be a negative connotations towards it because why is it being delayed? Why can't they release it now? And all that sort of stuff. Like we can't keep using COVID as the excuse for everything ever for the next three to five years. And it makes you worry, or not worry. It makes you think like, what would this game look like if they launched it last year? If they at some point they before they flip that trigger or flip the switch, they were going to have that game launch. And if Forge yeah. is not ready and if co-op is not ready now, and they promised that, and I believe June last year before they delayed yeah. it. Yep. What was November 20? Yeah. How was it? How was the game looking like there? And so with that knowledge in mind, on the one hand, you're worried about how the game would have looked if it launched at the initial launch date. And then on the other side, which is kind of the side that I'm leaning towards is, well, at least it's not that. Yeah. At least we don't want to are, it's going to be better. We don't want like to cyberpunk. Punk. Yeah, well, Cyberpunk just had its free, uh, well, it's ha have got its first free DLC releasing soon, right? Hmm. So I jumped into Cyberpunk the other week, gave it a go. 15 minutes in, the game crashed. This is I'm on waiting. PC. Yeah, I'm still waiting for a PS5 native yeah, one before this I... is on PC, where I didn't have any issues when I first played it at launch, and now I get a crash in 15 minutes. Hmm. The game's been out since, what, November, October? I don't even know anymore. Something, yeah, something ridiculous. If that was Halo Infinite... Like, Xbox is fucked. Mm. Yeah, pretty much, to put it nicely. 
But anyway. So I, I'm trying to be ever the optimist. <laughs> exactly. Um, we will move on and we're going we're gonna to bring that whole conversation and we're going to bring it back down because that's exactly what uh, Opening Night Live did because then they brought in Cult of the Lamb, which... Avengers, you know, Saints Row, Marvel, Call of Duty, Halo. Cheap. Cult of the Lamb. <laughs> I, I just, I, I feel like this was such a tonal shift that they completely messed this up. Yeah, that was the one thing. With the uh, nothing, nothing wrong with the game, but just the, in terms the of scope of the games, game, talking four big games and then just go right down. We're doing yeah. an indie. Hey guys, yeah. how are we feeling? Yeah. Look cool. I think the order of the game was in a weird spot. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Vinny? Yeah, it looked a bit bizarre. And once again, I was just watching in trailers, but yes, the, the order of everything that coming afterwards, just like cool indie, cool indie. And so very like cool indie. Bones, yeah, very cool indie. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh it's interesting. But anyway, um we're gonna get to the next one, which is Midnight Fight Express. Yeah, so Keen developed by it. one man in Poland. Uh and this was part of the uh the humble games, which was uh was talked about on the Xbox showcase that we talked about earlier. Uh you guys are interested in this one. I, I'm I'm intrigued by this one, and look, the fact that it, it's probably gonna be on Game Pass on day one, I'll give it a go. Exactly. Mm. Uh and I'm guessing you guys are kind of the same breadth, uh, Vinny? Yeah, keen to play it. It looks really, really fun and a little bit more interesting. Like, I love those isometric games that have a little bit of thought behind it, but also, you know, it's a little bit of indie, so I'm going to enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. Keen, keen to see how it plays. All right, Josh? This is one I, I'll say I want to play, and then when it comes out, I might be playing something else and forget to do it. But uh, I like this kind of, like, combat-driven type thing it's kind of like a it's another game that's on this list sifu uh which we'll yeah we'll talk about later, later yeah. Like yeah. The, that same style and the fact this is made by one person is obviously incredible very so impressive i'll aim to play it now we'll um we'll go through pretty quick with the next few ones uh except for i guess the next which is teenage mutant ninja turtles shredder's revenge has a release date of next year we don't have a exact date but we know it's going to be 2022 and april is going to be another character um nice cool update yeah. for me like on my end i guess for you guys you're like yeah keen for the turtles yeah yeah i'd be cool if you could play a splinter as well or what about as... venus de milo can we, can oh, we get some i was thinking venus, venus. i'm like no no one cares about venus she's been right no one cares nah, shredders what about, what about down, shredders could probably going to be the character where you beat him at the end and then he becomes an unlockable character that you can play through the campaign with i just hope the call i just hope it's like there's couch co-op and online co-op so they don't do like they don't they make the same mistake that Battletoads did. Having... Yeah. As long as it's not Battletoads. This exactly. is the Streets of Rage for developer. And that was awesome, that game. So yeah, I've got and it was online. Absolute faith. Yeah, and they had online. Yeah, I don't know why Battletoads did that. What a... Anyway, uh, this looks awesome. I cannot wait to play it. But um, yeah, give us Venus de Milo. Why not? I because think... no one liked it. No one liked <laughs> Ninja Turtles and Exputation. The only reason we know it exists is because in Power Rangers in space. <laughs> and they did a um, movie i had a movie of it um with her in it as well pretty sure based on the next mutation which is i like believe so a 2000s fox kids show live action ninja turtles mm. just to show our age that it was 21 years ago oh jeez. all right um <laughs> Actually, I do have a further question before we move on. Let's go. Because uh, so, Vinny, you were talking about how, like, you know, you want it to be catch cold and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Do you think that because of the COVID pandemic over the last eighteen to two, uh, eighteen months to two years, do you think we're going to see less couch co-op and more online co-op in games? 
Because we've already started to see that trend and we've always wanted couch co-op. But I I feel like if you release a game and it has co-op that's primarily couch co-op or online co-op that doesn't work like Overcooked 2, (laughs) you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot. I, I mean, surely having both isn't too hard as both having one or the other. I feel like it's harder to have online co-op than it is to, than it's harder to have cash co-op. I mean, split screen is the, obviously the thing that's going to take a lot of coding and a lot of work if you do it with couch co-op, but the same way it's like, I'm, I'm actually a big fan of couch co-op. I think it's actually coming back because people have felt so isolated playing online that it's going to take the opposite effect. So I think about it's it in terms of trend. Yeah, yeah. And you can see this in, in terms of thinking outside the box in terms of like the world is real estate. So real estate being people want places with backyards now as opposed to living in apartments because being in lockdown has really made them feel like I'm trapped in a cube of four walls and no actual mm. other than a balcony. I have no space. You should play 12 minutes. Yeah, you'll really hate that. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, will, I will never live in an apartment for that like, unless I absolutely have to, obviously. Uh, but yeah, like that whole aspect of like, you don't realize what you got till it's gone. And then you realize how much you want it. Yeah. So I'm, okay. yeah, I want couch co-op to come back in like in more ways than one. Uh, Josh, are you on the same? Yeah. Oh, look, <laughs> now you're, you're all single player. You're all single player, third person action adventure games. Exactly. Starring Nolan North and Troy Baker. Look, if they've got it, it's great. I look, depending on the game, I think it's a necessity, right? If you're bringing out a fighting game and you don't have like, offline versus and you don't have online like battletoads not having that killed that game yeah yep. from even even though it wasn't that great or even though it was good, a game pass game or it wasn't necessarily you, a draw card look, how yeah. do you not have that so like these kind of streets of rage kind of beat them ups you need that it's an absolute must so yeah all Will right come back oh, i don't know by the time the developers make games and go oh, let's add it in we'll be out of the pandemic and then it's not like they can implement everyone, it. Everyone week. want to hang out together, play games. Yeah. Well, with the power of Switch, every game. Yeah, get a Switch, guys. Uh, <laughs> a Switch with Game Pass, huh? Uh, anyway, uh, we're going to move on to the next couple of games. So I'll go through these ones pretty quickly. So mm. we'll, we'll give like a yes or no whether or not you're going to play them. And, you know, if you want to say something, you you can. Uh, so we've got Demon Slayer, uh, the Hinakami Chronicles. Uh, that's Watch. a no Watch Sorry? the anime. Watch the anime. The game looked good. Yeah, I, I the watch the anime. Better. So the anime. Idea. The anime is amazing. People should watch that. Is there anything dub? Or do I there, have to watch it in? No, there is. But how is it's it? just it's. I watch it in Japanese, but so the animation is fantastic. Okay. Okay. So would you watch it in a sub or dub? I watch it subbed. Yeah. Good. Good boy. Yeah. You don't do well, sub. No, I only do dub. I only do dub. And I just, those people, there's those people out in like, the, the dub. Like, yeah, it's me. Right, there is some animes that are dubbed like, but there is some any of your friends, good ones. Any of your friends who are hearing impaired right now are reeling in their chairs. <laughs> you know, these weebs out there are a bit picky sometimes. Hey, I watch all my films with subtitles, all right? All I do my too. films. Really? Yep. Yeah. 100%. Uh-huh. It confuses me. I'm trying to like. Yep. It started with the Oceans films, Ocean Eleven, because I couldn't hear anything that they said, and it was like, all right, subtitles for life. Dark Knight Rises, I had to put the subs on because I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, see, yeah, you gotta, you gotta listen, you gotta have subs. You miss, you miss stuff. I will but, say this: uh, there are some yeah. classic animes that I do watch dubs still because I grew up with them, and then, but also like things that things that hit different, like Cowboy Bebop, Dragon Ball. yeah, Dragon Ball Z, Cowboy Bebop, yeah. 
Kogias, Death Note is fine. Pokemon, Pokemon Digimon. Yeah, all those Super things. Gener- Super generic. Anyway. Super uh, generic. Okay. Let's move on. Yeah, we'll, we'll move on. Okay, so Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania. Yes or no, Vinny? Yes. Keen. Josh? No. And Vinny, speaking of games that aren't launching with online and couch co-op. No, this isn't launching with couch co-op only online. Yeah. Yeah, that's the worst thing that could have happened to this game. Exactly. This is this is a catch co-op game. This is a catch co-op um, game. I'm oh the GameCube catch co-op. Perfect. Anyway, uh, we'll move on. Uh, Splitgate. Have you guys tried it? No. Yeah. It looks like Halo with Portal. Uh, you, you, you're close. Um, uh, I've watched a couple of friends play it. It looks pretty fun, but like the auto aim assist, I've heard is a bit of a nightmare for yes. controllers. But it seems it's got cool mechanics. I like that they're doing season zero and stuff. And this is. This was like the fun shooter to keep you, like, to keep you there. Well, until Halo comes out, really, it's what I feel. Yeah, is is insane. what my friends were describing from, it to me. It went from like five hundred active players to like tens and tens of thousands of people. Like it's, Thanks it's to blown Twitch. up. So if you guys, if you guys were watching the show, um, or like or whatever, you, you would have seen the chat. So there were three games that were really talking. Uh, like really being talked about in chat and people basically, you know, being toxic and all that sort of stuff. They only want to hear about those three games. One of them was Splitgate. The other one was Genshin. And another one was a Fortnite update. Uh, we got two of those. But just, anyway. Just, just the <laughs> so basics. There's there's a lot of people out there who were starting to move to Splitgate because it's a, it's a new uh, competitive shooter. It's got the idea of portals. There's a lot of things there. Um, but anyway, we will, we'll move on to Riders Republic, which uh, I like the trailer. I'm not going to play this. Uh, Ubisoft, can you die? Um, Josh? No. And I saw a preview of this game. They opened the map. It's a, it's a definitely an Ubisoft game. That's yeah. Was it a Ubisoft. Far Cry format? <laughs> it was literally like question marks and I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> it, yeah, it's, it's, it's Ubisoft. If you've played any Far Cry Assassin's Creed any division any of those it, immortals it, you, gods immortals. yeah yeah gods you'll understand the map and, yeah and justice um, and, so would you yeah. play this one Vinny? no no all right so century age of ashes is a free-to-play title uh we're dropping on steam november 18th no i'm not really interested in this one do not care yep and josh that was a no that's a no for me all right this one i think we might not talk about it on this show but i think this is going to have to be a conversation to talk about uh, is UFL. So UFL is a brand new football game uh, that's meant to go up against FIFA and Pro Evolution, or as we're calling it, eFootball, uh, sooner rather than later. Uh, it's going to launch uh, launch on all major platforms, and it's going to be a free to start, free uh, fair to play model. I think this is interesting especially in the current climate of purchasing teams and player likenesses for these particular games and also with eFootball and the rumors that FIFA are moving to a free-to-play cycle Vinny you're nodding your head it's just like wow why would you enter the ring at this time like it's 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 so hard to take the licensing away from FIFA because it's FIFA it's literally like the so, football association like so yeah so licensing may not be the reason why they're entering is it just is it because Would, the whole ultimate team thing is it just coming in as a free to play like fair i understand that the fair to play model saying not pay to win that's what they're implying so if it's free to start and they're not having freemium access i'm very curious to see how this game is going to kind of make their 
make their money. Might make their money back, yeah. It, it, I think this is almost the perfect time for this sort of game to come up for a free-to-play football game to show up because the major players are starting to move to a free-to-play model, and so this one can like enter the ring now. The issue that I see is a lack of assets. Yeah, to be able to to garner that sort of reputation, Josh. Funny when this started, I thought it was FIFA, so I got up and made myself coffee and came back. So, um, look, I think it's interesting to have someone new going up against Pro Evo and FIFA. They're obviously shitting themselves that uh, that Pro Evo's now made that move. This would have been perfect to come out last year. Right, a year before um, Pro Evolution made the move or is making the move, and just be the first player on the block. Um, but man, that's some that's some heavy competition to go up against FIFA and um, Pro Evo. Yeah, they've yeah, probably been sure. working on it for months, and five then years. They, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. five years, and then unfortunately they were late to the party in terms of announcing. So, I think UFL is as much as it's not necessarily our forte in terms of like a sports game and that sort of stuff. I think this is a story to look at in three, six months' time. I think th- this is one of the big games that we could... Well, not necessarily the big games, but one of the games that we could really see whether or not it makes a mark. It could best be the rise they're gonna, Yeah. yeah. The, the best thing they could do is launch and have it before Provo and Pro, before FIFA and have it so the gameplay is absolutely spot on. Don't worry about the like having, you know, the graphics, all right, whatever. Like, as long as it plays well... I won't even care about the teams and all that. If they can nail that to a point where some people go, oh, wow, and at least convince them instead of if they're a Pro Evo fan, maybe not even moving to that and playing this instead, that's still a huge chunk of the market. Like, I'm sure FIFA is, like, literally 90% of it. But even if they can take a little bit, that yeah. might be enough to keep them afloat and then they keep iterating on it. Um, yeah. It's launching on all platforms be interesting because a lot of the Pro Evo players are Going annoyed on. that... Yeah, that's coming out on mobile, everything, yeah. including mobile, and the thing that's going to hold it back. If this is just console, um, that's already a step above what what Provo will be doing. So if they can come in early and maybe steal a little bit of mind share, it uh, it'd be yeah, definitely one we should keep an eye out on. Vinny, what's the one thing that UFL needs in order to succeed? Do you reckon? Oh God. Well, if you got one thing or two, if you can't think of anything, I've got two. Okay, go because I got nothing. So the two, so. I do agree with Josh. I think that one of the key things that they need is the Besides gameplay. Besides launching first. Uh, yes, but I think gameplay is more important, which Pro Evolution Soccer has over FIFA. The other thing is the internet connectivity. Mm. If you're able to play online, like almost no latency or lag, and be able to have that fairness, which is what they're preaching already, yeah, and the game plays well. I, I I think that that could definitely create an audience, especially as a free to play game. Uh, anyway, we will move on to uh, one of one of the interesting games, which this game was not held in high uh, high fanfare for myself over the last twelve months or so. Uh, and this is Lego: The Skywalker Saga. Now, I thought this was just going to be a combination of all the Lego games plus the two new movies and yeah, put it as part of a package, whatever. But no, no. it's a yeah. third-person like action-adventure game, Lego. They're basically redoing everything. You're able to travel between worlds. Like, There's just so much more scope to this game than I originally thought. I'm not sure about you guys. Vinny? I'm keen. 
I love I love a good Star Wars Lego game. This just kind of added an extra dimension to really to to keep up with the generations. So like obviously the game originally released on PS2, so it's you know way ways back and keep the same formula from PS2 generation B3 generations ago would just feel really bizarre in this time. So yeah. to add the you know the action adventure aspect of it instead of just being a linear game, yeah, sign me up. I saw the the gameplay of playing is on the Millennium Falcon. Like yeah, I'm there. Like, Josh, are you I in the same that. boat? I'm not just not the biggest Star Wars fan. I'm not enough to to buy. If they maybe like, the other track, I'm not, uh, if a limited edition that comes with like a little Watto Lego piece, I'd probably buy it. Just um, but I'll, only the Watto piece. Like, yeah, eventually they'll do like the Avengers, right? Because it's Disney. But um, yeah, when they do that, I'll probably buy it. But I like that they're kind of going back to the drawing board and like, all right, let's reinvent ourselves. Yeah, um, they rebuild. do have reinvented the, will rebuild the uh, so Lego games. Yeah. I like that so, part. It'd be interesting to see. I Keep think the one, delayed. <laughs> yeah, my, my one issue at the moment is I didn't see any co-op. Yeah, co-op's a big thing for these, for these Lego games. Two player, which... drop in, drop out co-op. Yep. It needs to have it. And it, I didn't see any as part of the gameplay that they showed. So that's my one big caveat. I'll say, because even uh, Lego Marvel superheroes even had the drop-in, drop-out caveat. Caveat. Caveat, whatever. Caveat. <laughs> you, you still call it Ubisoft. Yeah, well. Right. Yeah. Sorry, Vinny? <laughs> yeah, well, you guys are having a little uh, yep. discussion. <laughs> before. I was just like, what the hell? <laughs> um, I was saying that even like, you know, Lego Marvel superheroes has, has the drop-in, drop-out player, and that's a, a game that came out yeah, it was available on PS4. So, yeah, well, yes. drop and drop out was yeah came out when the game came out. I think it was 2005, even yeah. or 2006. That was such um, a huge feature. Yeah, they got it. They got huge. it. That's like they need to have butter. it. Yeah. Um. So we'll go. We'll go. We will go quickly with the next ones. Uh. So synced off planet looked interesting, but probably not going to play it. Yeah. Nope. Whatever. Um. We got the Outlast Trials, which uh, horror games. So I'm not interested. Nope. Yeah. Call horror. Might give it a go, depending if it's good. Uh, Doc V or Doc V, no, Docev. But I, I don't I know. Like a seizure watching this trailer. I was like, this what? was like everyone was like, "Oh, this is the new GTA," and then it's like, "Oh wait, is it Pokemon? Oh wait, is it Square the Devil Enix?" May Cry? Like, yeah, yeah. I have no idea what this game is. We'll talk. I, I guess this is one we'll have to look at a little bit later. Been, I reckon, have you but... seen this trailer? Yeah, if you haven't watched I, it. Just, I just watch it. I just I was. I felt like I needed just to lie down a little bit afterwards. I just didn't know what was going on. So it was so calm, so calm at the start, and then it was just like we're skateboarding, and it's like, yeah. all right, um, Jurassic World Evolution Two. Uh, I've played the first one; it's not too bad, but it, it'd be better on PC. So that's what I'd recommend getting it on. You guys? No, 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 no. All right, uh, Far Cry Six. Uh, man, compared to the uh, the CGI trailers, it looks really bad. <laughs> Just this I game was supposed to be in January yeah. this year. Yeah. Yep. They got pushed Still not going to play it. October 7th. <laughs> Ubisoft. I, Ubisoft. Yeah. I, for me, this the, I liked... The trailer looked cool. Like, I, I like the actor that's playing uh, the main villain. Like, I always felt the, yeah, that these Far Cry games had, like, cool premise and story and kind of things in the back end. But then when you go to play it, it's like it's the same thing um, over and over again. So I probably won't play it, not because it's an Ubisoft game, more just because... I've purchased every Far Cry game, like always. I buy them, and then I get maybe five, ten hours in. And I'm like, I just can't. Let me guess. Do you this. buy the collector's edition at Christmas at fifty percent off with the statue. 
no, I would usually buy them at launch, but because um, <laughs> I'm an idiot. But it's more just like I'm like I can't just keep doing this. All right, uh, we'll move on to the next one, which is Blood Hunt, uh, Masquerade Battle Royale, which I'm like oh, whatever. another one. No, yep. whatever. <laughs> uh, it, like great, like um, like Masquerade is is great and and all that sort of stuff, but another Battle Royale, yeah, no thanks. Uh, Park Beyond, which is Rollercoaster Tycoon on cocaine. Um, I'm, uh, I don't know. I, I'd Whatever. usually be excited for these sorts of games, but not really. Um, uh, Jet the Far Shore, which we've already seen as part of the Future Games presentation uh, by PlayStation. Yeah. Um, so we've given our thoughts on that in a previous podcast. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West was confirmed for February 2022. Another game, February 2022. Um, February 28th. Yeah, February tw- uh, sorry, February twenty eighth, twenty twenty two. Did I make a yeah. mistake there? No, it's there. Ah. Um, so, firstly, we all knew that it was getting delayed. Okay, yeah, great. It's really badly kept secret. Um, yeah. The one thing, the one little like issue I have with this one is the fact that they should be working on Horizon Forbidden West, but instead they're also working on a performance patch for Horizon Zero Dawn to get the game to sixty frames per second. Why? Just work on the new game. Get the new game out. Oh, yeah, I don't yes, think it required yes no. too much man people to manpower to get man these people. Patches. Man, man people. people. I don't man think it required much man people. Not much man people, but I don't think it took much manpower to get this game uh, running. Right, that's the whole thing with the PS5. They can usually get it to work pretty quickly, so that's fine. And again, we all knew that it was coming. Oh, it was going to get delayed. Yeah, um, I will just make the note because it is there in the comments that yes, Joshua was right. I did, I did predict the uh, we all month. Oh well, we all we all predicted next year anyway. Um, uh, New World, so Game Watchers number twenty eight. Yep, yep. I'm like meh. We yep. spoke about it. We've done yeah, we've spoken about it. Uh, Marvel Future Revolution mobile game. Uh, Marvel, I'm not interested. Nah, that's enough. Just <sighs> mobile, like, mobile games. Yeah, no. Nah. Uh, speaking of, they uh, they talked up Tales of Arise and how was the the twenty fifth anniversary? Was it? Yeah, twenty fifth yep. anniversary. We're gonna get some Tales of Arise footage, and then hey guys, here's a mobile game. And uh, yeah, nah. I you made really... the joke. Why didn't they call it Tales of Iphonia? <laughs> like, <laughs> Tales of Iphonia because... or something? Because you're a fake fan. And you don't know that game. <laughs> Come on, it's it's perfect. I know nah. this was like I'm like. We're close to launch. We're gonna. I know we just got the demo. I would have. They nah. showed a lot of it, anyway. But um, yeah, yeah so they, should, they, they didn't have to mention it. But instead, they like, oh yeah, the mobile game, which nobody cares about. Like, yeah, cool. they had the live. I think it was more, the more the focus was that live performance. By oh, can I just Lindsay say, Sterling. yeah, shout out to Lindsay Sterling. I've seen her live twice. Yeah, which was like amazing. Her Elements album, so good. Like, if you haven't yeah. listened yeah. to it, some good, good. It's almost like oh, I can't even describe it. It's like. It's a violin, but with like a little bit of like techno and bass behind it. Yes, yeah. uh, I think it's like digital dubs. violin or yeah, something. Yeah, I, I love it. It just that's my elements is the like the song. If I want to like get down and like focus, sounds like a boss battle. It's like okay, yeah. I'm gonna do some more. I'm like yeah, done. Jeff Jeff loves his live performances. Every every event has something. God damn it, Jeff. Yeah. Uh, I'm not. I don't want to talk about him. Um. So then we had uh, Dead Mouth Five in core. Dead Mouth, um, yeah. which. Yeah, no, uh, he calls himself Dead Mouse Five. We call him yep. Dead Mouse. We're on we're on close personal basis. Fuck me, sure. Yeah, 
Uh, well, anyway, so Deadmau5 is in Core, and so Core looks like a like a library where you basically create games and that sort of stuff. So I can't wait to see whether or not there's going to be uh, any uh, issues arising from that, similar to Roblox. But uh, that's another story for another time. Uh, the Jungle Book got costumes for four guys. Random. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, very yeah, random. That was so, so random. I know it's jungle season. I know they're doing that, like, in Fall Guys. Like, it's that yeah, the theme. But, you like, could have jungle. You, Tomb Raider? Georgia the jungle. Jumanji? Well, actually, wasn't Jumanji there? Oh, Jumanji was there. Jumanji was there. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, that's. Yeah, we didn't even mention it because nobody cared. I mean, Georgia jungle would have been perfect because everyone's, like, hyped on Brendan Fraser these days. Yeah. That would have been that would have been the way to go. By the way, um, so replaced release uh, releases in twenty twenty two, like yeah, still cool. looks cool but very odd, weird yeah. trailer. It was like ten seconds, and it's like oh, the, the soundtrack's available. <laughs> yeah, uh, Age of Empires four got another look at, uh, which yeah. we've already spoke about. Needed Valheim Half and Home update, which I'm not sure about you guys. I know a few people who still play Valheim. Otherwise, I've like that ship has sailed. Yeah, that's <laughs> to dead put to it bluntly. Didn't even like, um, for me. I'm uh, I'm done with that one. It just went right past. Yeah. Uh, Crossfire X, uh, I, don't, I don't care. That's an interesting one. That's the one where it's cross-developed by, no pun intended, by Remedy, right? And they're doing the single player, and then they didn't show it. They just showed the multiplayer. So Yeah, so... Again, whatever. Yeah. Um, Genshin Impact did show off a brief uh, Aloy gameplay uh, with a bow and all that sort of stuff, and then they're, like, teasing the new update that's coming soon, which is basically, like, they're doing a show, like a string show, like Quartet. orchestra show. Yeah doing the um doing Genshin's the soundtrack huge. and i just realized looking at it yeah. it's like the last two three reveals are all playstation reveals too like in terms of you can see where you know maybe some I of just, the allegiances you can see where jeff Keeley is at yeah <laughs> i have a friend that's who, why that's why hello you put it's four yeah i have a friend who literally put down god of war to start playing genshin impact i gave her i i sold her my ps4 and gave her like god of oh, war friends? to borrow and she's like Oh yeah, I'm through it. It's really good. And she's like, oh, I stopped playing God of War because I started playing Genshin Impact. I'm just like, no, you didn't. You get back on God of War. Yeah, and she has that down. Yeah. Um, but, speaking of God of War, Sean, did you see the little Easter egg in uh, Ghost of Tsushima? Have yeah. you come across it yet? Got it. No, the the, the, the tree too. There's, you can find yeah. a tree with the handprint on it. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty cool. And I've got the I've got the armor. Yes. Yep. There's a few. There's Relax. A few I'm, I've already, I've already passed all I that. Know, shadow, you know, man, shadow, like of, the, shadow of the Colossus. I like you got the, that one. I like to live in the world for a little bit. I can't just blaze through things. You got anyway. shadow, there's the Shadow of the Colossus. There's the God of War. What's the other one? I haven't come across it yet. So I, uh, I've been, not, I went in blind. I'm not going to spoil it. What? What do you mean went in blind? I went in blind. I went in partially blind. Like I was, my vision was impaired. I wouldn't say I went in blind. <laughs> Okay. Uh, then we had after Genshin Impact, we had Sifu, uh, which yes, like it still looks cool, but like it's another February game. I know. Fact, Sifu means master. So yeah, mm. this game looks so cool. I cannot it's very wait for Batman this. Arkham Asylum esque. That's and, and it's just that which I like. Like it's just the focus on that and the fact that yeah. every time you die, you come back older, and it's like trying to get to the end of the story, but you're aging, so your gameplay changes, and it just looks so. So cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll play this. Would you call, actually, it'd be interesting when it releases whether or not we call it a roguelite. I don't know. Everything's, everything's Ooh, a roguelite, yeah. Dark Souls light. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Onto it there. Uh, you're hearing it first. And lastly, of course, Jeff Keighley and his best friend uh, Kojima did a Death Stranding director's cut. Uh, we got some information about 
a whole bunch of things about the game. Um, I didn't need to see any of this because I completely skipped the PS4 game and I'm getting it on PS5. So I don't need to worry about it. Uh, you guys, uh, Josh? I love uh, Death Stranding. And I've got to admit, like for $10, I believe that's what the upgrade is compared to like maybe a Ghost of Tsushima, which was a bit more. Like you're getting a lot of extra stuff in here. Um, but it, it's like to Jeff Keighley's kind of thing, it's his thing that he's good friends with Kojima, right? Like he always does it. Um, so it doesn't surprise me that he's done it here again. Why it's the, uh, the please like me tour. Anyway, so we've gone through all of the games there. We've gone through our thoughts on all of them. What would be your overall showcase ranking? Josh, we'll start with you. Are we doing pluses and minuses? I can't remember if we said that. No. no? Um, I will give this a... Ooh, I really want to say B+, plus, but I don't know if it's quite an A. I think, look, I think the showcase had potential to be an A if it was reorganized in some spots and maybe trimmed maybe about 20 minutes or so. Trim the chat between games. We don't need to hear it. Yeah, just tr trim a little bit of that. But then it goes both ways, right? Because during the Xbox One, it was like, oh, it was cool to have these developers out. And that was something that appealed to you. So it's mm. kind of like, who do you impress here? But for me, it would have been an A if I if I went in, right, and just off the top of my head, I moved Halo to the front. I did this. You know, I put Saints Row in the middle, Death Stranding up there, put maybe in, so in the with the Avengers, like the Marvel game, like move some things around. You'd end I with it, the Avengers. Um, what would you end with? I think if you start with Halo... What would you put as your ending? I don't know. You could end on Horizon. You could put. I wouldn't. I wouldn't end on Horizon Forbidden West delayed to next year. No, maybe I would actually put Marvel's <laughs> Midnight Suns toward the end. Like I think that's you that's really. Bad. You really think that was a that was a big hard hitter? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, what, so what, what's your, so what's your ranking? So I, I, based on like that, I would probably put it at a B, um, because there's a lot in here. If you look back and just look at it from afar, you're like, all right, Halo, release date, we got that. Horizon, release date, got that. New Call of Duty, new Marvel game. Like, there's a lot of cool stuff in there. So, um, I'll say B. All right. Vinny? I'd say C, because, like, a lot of the good stuff that was in there, there's still, like, so much, I guess I would call filler. Yep. Like, and mm. it being so desynced and just, like, weirdly, like, like Josh said. Pacing was off. Pacing was very off. And yeah, I'm just like like Demon Slayer, really? Like, is it that impressive? Having like And it's four... a catch twenty two, right? Like he has to like please like he has to play all sides here. Like, yeah, he yeah, you're equal... trying to please everyone. And it's the whole thing. Okay. Like, it just it it doesn't appeal to me much like yeah, like every game has a obviously an audience, a fan base. Someone's gonna play it, otherwise there's no point in making the game. Yeah. But someone me, would have like, freaked out when they saw, I don't the, know. Yeah, like um, the Jurassic Park Alive. game. Like someone freaked out. There's some Jurassic Park fanatic out there. Like the, every game, Riders Republic, someone screamed, I'm sure. Yeah, pain. like the Lego Star Wars, I was like, ooh. But like to anyone else, it would just be a little bit like ship in the night, just passing by. But to me, it was mm. like, ooh. Like a little like, I'm a little lighthouse, just like shining my attention on that ship. Just like, yeah, I yeah. see you. So C. Yeah, C. I I am going to agree with Josh. I'm going with a B. And that's because I think that there was enough here to get you interested in the show. I think the overall show itself was poor. 
in terms of it took too long, we don't need to hear the filler crap, stop making jokes, just get to the games, like that sort of stuff. But I guess if you're watching a showcase, like if you wanted to watch the trailers, you'd watch the trailers and like that's it sort of thing. Exactly. Like they, they have to add a little bit of pizzazz and all that sort of stuff. But like a half hour pre-show, we don't care. Just put it as part of the show. If you, if if they're that like be like King of Fighters, what is it, 16, 15? Yeah, I like, don't usually watch pre-shows. A lot of the yeah. times they're pre it's a pre-show. I watched the whole thing. I watched the whole thing. Um, but like, I think some, some of the key, yeah, <laughs> well, some, like some of the key ones, like Halo Infinite. You, if you end with Halo Infinite or start with it, I think ending would have been more powerful, and mm-hmm. that probably would have been Microsoft's way to go. Like giving us a release date for that. Um, just having a quick look through, UFL was interesting. Like that was a complete surprise. Um, and Lego: The Skywalker Saga. Like the way that they've changed the gameplay on that was a huge surprise putting in a couple of like nice ones that people are comfortable with, like your Far Cry 6, uh, Genshin Impact uh, update, Horizon Forbidden West finally getting a release date, not from a Sony conference, I think is very interesting. So, and then obviously uh, Kojima at the end. So That's I a good think, point though. I'll, uh, just to what you said on the, the Horizon thing coming out of this. Not a PlayStation thing. It's smart. They don't usually like to... PlayStation like to gloss over bad news. I don't know if you noticed that. They always announce bad news on a Friday because then it goes to the weekend. I don't know yeah, if they'll let somebody else announce it. <laughs> yeah, or they'll, or they'll get someone else to announce it. So, or, like um, the New South Wales government announcing restrictions on Twitter. Yeah, like, yeah. you go until 1 p.m., <laughs> work it out. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I, I think, yeah, PlayStation wasn't at the show and they're not going to be at the show. What are they doing? <laughs> but they're like, they're there but they're not there. Like you don't see that and say, Hey, PlayStation's there. You see that and say, Hey, Horizon's there. Yeah. And I think Nintendo as well, like at all, at all. Literally. Yeah. Oh no, this, I'm pretty sure there was a couple of games. Oh, there might've been games coming. that are coming to switch, but I, like, yeah, we um, didn't, we didn't yeah. really see switch. Oh, except yeah. for uh, Jumanji. Wow. I definitely, I definitely remember seeing uh, the switch logo at the end of Jumanji. Uh, but anyway, I guess that's that's the rankings. Uh, did you guys have any further comments that you wanted to make about the opening night live and Gamescom in general? No. Is there anything that you're like that you're looking to see over the next like day or two? I'd like to see Sony announce an event. That'd be nice. I'd like to know what's coming. Yeah, they'll wait a week or two afterwards and then announce one. Give us something. What's going on with Abandon? Vinny, we still don't know. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. It's not a Kojima game. Let's go down. It's with not. The but no, it's not. It's Get not a Silent net. Hill. It's not a Metal Gear. It's its own thing. This whole blue box meme. It wasn't even a box that he was, it was standing on. It was. Uh, Look, Josh is dying inside. The blue need circle. Vinny. I've got some boxes Stop. in here. There's some blue lights. It's all happening. Stop, Vinny, please. He's, he's going to kill him. <laughs> it's all dead. right. Um, and with that, that actually wraps up. Our, uh, our show for today. We don't have any updates for games with Golden PlayStation Plus, so uh, we'll have to save that for next week. Uh, but otherwise, this is the end of the podcast segment. So firstly, uh, we'd like to thank everybody who has been watching live. Hopefully you guys have enjoyed our, uh, our little communication and, and discussions and talking about all the games and all that sort of stuff. It's been pretty good fun. Uh, so hopefully you're able to check out any of the, uh, the cutouts or anything like that on YouTube. Make sure you check out our Facebook page and our Twitter account. So we are posting stuff on there. And you can also find the three of us. So you can find uh, Josh at Joshua LaRosa, Vinny at Vinny Chenzo, myself at Holly DeFawn. So thank you very much for joining us. Episode 65. And uh, Vinny, you can sign out our podcast. Behold my greatest creation. 
Mac. 